do 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 switch mania playcast welcome to episode 52 of the switch mania playcast the homicode <laughs> the episode where hopefully you don't poke me nope nope that was last week <laughs> yeah now it's homicide apparently <laughs> i heard homicide <laughs> I think he meant Homs from Xenoblade. Yeah, thank you. I understood where you were going with I, it. I, it just sounded like Homicide. Yeah, it definitely sounded it like is. Homicide after we were talking about Pokemon Berry last time. What a weird coincidence. <laughs> and this will be I'm another episode, Berry, where JP <laughs> talks about not the game of the week. Oh, No, I, I play this. <gasps> oh, my oh. I beat it. I beat it. I play this. We can he even beat, talk about it first, he, which we never do he, anymore. He beat the arcade shoot 'em up that takes under an hour, Barry. I'm very proud of you, JJ. You know what? Thank you. I, Thank I, you. I gotta, I gotta give respect where respect is due, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and and I will definitely say I'm glad JP was able to put an hour aside to play the game of the week <laughs> and, not, and not procrastinate till the day of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait. Or, or <laughs> the hour of. Or the hour of. Oh, you guys, you're so funny. <laughs> well, at least you're not, like, playing it while we're recording the episode. I've, I've... Yeah, that would be weird turn-off switch. All right, I'm good. Is <laughs> <laughs> JP lying about that? We'll never know. No, never but... know. I'm just smiling and nodding. Smiling on the camera <laughs> that we don't have for the podcast. <laughs> So, um, as always, the Switch Collector is for sale. Um, apparently, I'm waiting on customs to clear the pallets of books because they should have arrived like four days ago or five days ago. So, um, but as soon as the warehouse receiving order updates, uh, people will start getting their books like automatically. So, That's awesome. Um, I also talked with the box creator. Um, and, you know, there's been a makerspace that's been closed in Arizona. It's still not opening for, like, months. However, he was able to get his own equipment. So, um, within the next week or so, he's going to start working on all of the boxes. So, um, he should, we should be able to start making some progress and then hopefully get the wooden boxes so I can start inking them, which will take forever, everybody listening to. It'll take forever. It took me, like, three or four months to do the Virtual Boy ones. Like, <laughs> Oh my. Um, but anyways, um, if you could leave us a rating, um, we always love the star ratings over on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we appreciate that anytime. Helps us in the search algorithms. And uh, JP, do we have any feedback from the last episode? Uh, yeah, we have. I mean, I, I just constantly see the normal feedback. Nothing, nothing new, I would say. But whenever we post the episodes, at least uh, when I post them on social media, Always good episodes, listening to it now, enjoyed it. Um, what was really interesting is that uh, we talked about physicality games last week, and uh, one of our listeners was listening to the podcast, and then he instantly responded. He said, oh, you know that they're offering the option to just pay in full and not get a refund, and that's one of the things that we had talked about. Yep. Um, I didn't know that at the time, but then they actually sent out an email earlier in the week stating that was an option now, so maybe it was just a timing thing. I like to think maybe they just heard our podcast and just made it official, but uh, yep. um, if you backed it initially, so what we're talking about is that for physicality games, if you backed it initially, they were going to refund everybody and then just keep your $5 as a deposit, but I guess people had comments that they were okay leaving the full deposit, and also 
Um, maybe they wanted to put the full deposit down when they pre-order it, so now you have that option. Um, if you don't want them to refund the full amount, they said to just email them uh, before a certain date. So I think it's in, on their website. Um, but you do have that option now, which is nice. So I'll probably just email them and tell them to just keep my money. I mean, it's nice that the company is listening to feedback, um, whether it's mm-hmm. ours or, or their um, customers, um, either mm-hmm. way. Either way, it's cool. Um, also, there's been a lot of positivity over the uh, Switchopedia Saturdays. Uh, last <laughs> week, I literally played uh, Minecraft Dungeons with my daughter, and it was a pretty positive group. We have a little core group of, uh, li- of listeners that come and hang out and, on Saturday nights awesome. now. And yeah, they're all asking like London what her favorite games were, and we got we got like all the way to the very last level of Minecraft Dungeons and got destroyed. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> we were playing late though. I was like, man, I'm getting tired, London. She's like, I want to keep going. <laughs> oh, that's that video game addiction right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's literally playing Minecraft on her computer right now, so it's, it doesn't stop. <laughs> that's awesome. She's, she's a little vampire now. She like, stays up all night and then sleeps all day. I still have those days. I just have kids now to keep me awake, but yeah, I'm telling you with Xenoblade, like I'm just playing till like sometimes like three, four on a weeknight because I work at you know starting at eight and my kids wake up at like six thirty seven. But I just I just can't stop and I've I've always been like that. I've always been like a night owl, like even like in high school days when we have spring break, summer vacation, I would stay up and just play through the entire night and then sleep you know, in the morning until like noon and then I'd be good to go. But um, it's funny, like it makes me think there. I remember one time in particular during, I want to say summer vacation, and it was uh, Zelda Wind Waker on the GameCube. And I remember literally from like midnight to seven in the morning, just being on the boat and just sailing uh, for like a good, just like seven, eight hours. And it was super fun. Like I still remember that. One more island to go visit. I mean, leads me to another island. Yep. I mean, the thing is, JP, is you, you kind of know when a game really knocks it out of the park when you can't pull it down, put it down, yeah. and you're willing to like tap into your sleep time just to keep playing. Like you're like, hey, I'll just be tired tomorrow. Like, I mean, for me, it's like I don't sleep already, but when a game actually gets me to play the game, where I already have so many things that I'm trying to get done in like a short window, and all I can think about is like I just need to sit on the couch and just play this game. Like, that to me is, like, a good game. Like, that's the game that, like, if I wasn't collecting everything, that would be the day one buy for me. And, you know, we'll talk about it later, but Xenoblade for the Switch is, like, it's that game for me. Like, if I didn't buy everything, I would have bought that game. Well, I mean, it sounds like we should just go right into our first impressions, and we can we can cover the game of the week later. Like, it's a good yeah. good segue point because, like, we've both we've all since Xenoblade Chronicles came out, like, the intent was to start playing it because it's a very long game. And mm-hmm. like, I had I was working in the office this week, so there was like no time for me to like just play it all night because I had to wake up super early and. But um, I was doing chapter by chapter, like mm-hmm. I, so I would I would like sit there and knock out a chapter, and the chapters are like variable length and depends on mm-hmm. like how far you go down the one million side <laughs> quest deal. Like Barry's like, how are you all enjoying? I'm like, there's a lot of running around. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's the thing is though is that it's not like I don't know. Like there's a lot of running, but it's not. It's never t- like annoying. Though. It's weird. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're running around. 
It's like, oh no, I want to go get to that exclamation point because it'll do whatever. And you don't realize it, but as you're doing that, you're like slowly leveling up. And oh yeah. Like it's like a, a good natural way to, to just kind of continue to level up. And I think you have way more hours, JP, than I do, but I'm like a higher level, at least I was yesterday, a higher level and a chapter further. But yeah. I, I haven't done as many of the quests, so in, in mm-hmm. the end, like your affinity, your relationships, your equipment's mm-hmm. probably all better than mine, though. <laughs> because you've gotten all the cool stuff. Like, that's how, that's the cool thing about Xeno that I've noticed is that the more you explore, the more you mm-hmm. experience, the more stuff you get. Yeah. And it enriches the whole game. And. Like, I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing where I'm just going to let the game unfold in front of me. Um, mm-hmm. You mentioned something about manipulating time or something like that. I haven't done any of that. Yeah, we just talk about that. Yeah, I've just, like, let the game unfold. But, um, since, JP, since you're um, in Chapter 5 and I'm in Chapter 6, go ahead and give us some uh, a little bit of your feedback. Sure. So maybe it's a good idea to... I'm curious what everybody's... Um where we are with the chapters and the playtime. So for me, I'm, I want to say at the end of chapter five, because I'm at the boss battle. Okay. Um, I have just under 19 hours in the game and I'm level 27 now. Um, and what's really interesting is that um, when I first posted on Twitter saying like, oh, I'm playing this game, you know, if you're playing it too, comment below. And a lot of people were either ahead of me with less time and higher levels or about where I was. And what's interesting is the comments were like, oh, I'm doing all of the side quests. You know, I'm I'm looking for everything. And I'm doing that too. Like I literally go for every single exclamation point. And what's good about the, the time manipulation, like I like a lot of the features in the game. So one of them is like the warp points. You know, you get to a checkpoint and you can literally click on, click it on the map and go to it. So it's really nice when you're doing side quests is that you see a checkpoint, you know, you go back to that area, you unlock the, the side quest, I literally didn't know you could do that. I've just yes. been running. Wait, you really didn't know you have waypoints? And any yeah. landmark you hit, you yeah. can teleport to unlimited. See, no you're, idea. You're, so you're saying that you let time unfold, but what's interesting about the game is that certain events in terms of the side quests are going to happen based on the time of day. So characters yeah. may be out in the market you know, between 8 and 12 or at nighttime. So what I do is I'll do a whole bunch of side quests. I'll, I'll get them all. I'll start working on them. And then when I look at the map at a later time in the game, like game time, there's new ones. So whenever I get to a new area now, I kind of just warp the time to try and unlock a lot of the exclamation mm-hmm. points so I can gather them all at once and then kind of go out and, you know, just knock them out one at a time. You know what's um, interesting? So I'm like probably 11 hours in. I'm in chapter mm-hmm. six and I'm at level 30. Wow. And the reason and why... But no, you know what the reason is behind that, JP. It's called game balancing. So literally in chapter six, if you're not at a certain level, you're going to get murked. But also mm-hmm. the enemies are stronger, so you level up faster. So like mm-hmm. literally like you're fighting lower level enemies, so it, your battles take are shorter or the same amount. But the game mm-hmm. is, is balanced per chapter to where you're not supposed to be super far ahead of the enemy. So that way you always right. have a good experience. That's why it does that. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not a magic like, oh, I'm just doing it better. It's like, well, if, if I was in Chapter 7, my level would be higher because right. I would have to be. Otherwise, I would die. Because um, yeah. if I was at level 26 right now in Chapter 6, I would not be surviving too well. Because all mm-hmm. the enemies are like 28. I got you. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I've, I've noticed that. And what's really cool is that the open area, which is 
I'm completely drawing a blank on the name of the uh, I'll call it field or region. Yeah. So I didn't hear what you said, Barry. What did you say? War planes. The, War the stage. Yeah. That's the stage from uh, Smash Brothers. It's the Bionis leg. Mm. Yes. And what's that's to me one okay so that area the daytime music might be one of my favorite pieces of like all video game music. I okay. I can't stop listening to the daytime version. Like the nighttime is like a slower, nicer one, but whenever it hits like what like six a.m., seven a.m. in the morning in the clock, and that the the music kind of like goes upbeat a little bit, I just can't get enough of that. Like I would put that in my car and just listen to it. Um, but what I really like is it reminds me of Pokemon, or I guess Pokemon reminds me of this because this one came out first, is that you see higher-level enemies already early on in the game that you know you can't beat. Like, I, you know, I passed, like, a 72-level, like, tarantula spider guarding some orb thing, and I'm just like, oh, this is good. I mean, I guess I'm going to be coming back to this area, or, you know, through the warp points, I'll be able to come back, you know, later on in the game when I'm at a higher level. But, yeah, I mean, if we're just talking about the game in general, I really like it. It... It feels weird because I'm playing it in 2020. This game came out, I believe, in 2010 on the Wii. And so when I say things, you know, remind me of it, it could be the other way around where those things <laughs> technically, yeah. like, yeah. you know, um, like what came first. Like, like, JP, what did we both say? This game feels VII. a lot like Final Fantasy VII Remake. Like, because yeah. we just both played it and the battle yeah. mechanics, like, they must have taken representation from Xenoblade a little bit with this yeah. active battle time. They must have because... It's super similar, and the Definitive Edition may have streamlined some stuff, too, from mm-hmm. the original, to where, like, they're both almost in the same realm, just, like, different magic systems. Like, yeah, I'm gonna let... See, I'm, I'm guessing, Barry, you've played the Wii version, mm-hmm. um, so I'm gonna let you, when it's your turn, I'm gonna let you kind of explain the differences, like, what they've added or changed, because I don't know, I only have this game to reference, yeah. but for me, um, so it, I'm just gonna have to talk as if this is the it's the first time it's ever come out, but this reminds me of Attack on Titans, at least the initial storyline so far. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Be- because if you think about it, it's like, oh, these giant robots eat us, and we're kind of just like, you know, uh, you know, m- they came down, we fought them, we've had peace for a long time, and then boom, like, you know, the game starts, and it kind of happens again, and I'm thinking like, ah, the Titans. I'm like, that's really cool. And then with Final Fantasy VII, we're talking about the, the side quest. That's how I leveled yep. up a lot, is I was yep. doing side quests, and I'm just like, I don't know how long this game is, like story only, because I feel like the game should be relatively short if you don't do side quests. Because I feel like the majority of my time is really going to be doing, one, the side quests, and two, there's the collectibles, which has gotten me hooked now. Because you kind of have a book within the game, and you find these like blue orbs as you're just running around, and they are unlockables. Like You're kind of getting like a, like a stamp book, sort of. When you're running around the regions, you see these blue orbs and, mm-hmm. you know, it just says like green bug, let's say, as an example. And in your menu option, you have something called collectible. So you open it up, it's sort of like a scrapbook that you're trying to fill in. So you find the bug, you fill it in, in the square for bugs in that region. And when you get, you know, as many in the row that it shows, you unlock an ability for your weapon or, or something. Dunban, right? I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. Um, is voiced by Vegeta in Japan. Oh, nice. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really like the story. I feel that side quests are kind of being, is overtaking my time right now, where I'm, I'm primarily doing that, and there's a little bit of story. So that could just be me trying to do everything. But I'm loving the game, and like I said, I'm right before Chapter 6, and I'm just having a blast with it. So 
That's my uh, early impression of the game. So, Barry, how far did you end up getting, Barry, this week? Uh, I am towards the, I believe, the end of Chapter 13. (laughs) Um, I'm I'm at level 60. Jeez! And, and, uh, well, I played the original, and the original was my favorite game, not only on the Wii, but of the generation in the DS. And like, like the whole thing, and then and the Vita, you know, like all that, all that, like the the Wii version of the game was just that good and that magical to me. Mm. Uh, struck at the right time, um, the story gripped me. It was, and 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 it helped also that I was, you know, just coming off of a really heavy fun addiction, and this game is very much like an offline Final Fantasy XI, <laughs> so. That was cool. It was a nice transition. And I, I just fell in love with it. And I've loved the series since. I loved X. I loved 2. I loved Torna. So going back to this, originally I wasn't going to. And I was going to do the Future Connected. But I was like, you know what? It's been a decade, pretty much, or nine, nine years since I played this game. I'm going to revisit it. And I was actually going to go to Casual Mode, which is a new feature. And I didn't. <laughs> I stayed on normal, and I'm still on normal. Uh, there is an expert mode too, which I'm I'm not touching. I just I just want to relive the magic, and I, I'm once again just falling in love. <laughs> like it's just such a good game, and it's interesting because you know how there are times where, say, there's a a movie or even a game that you're like, oh yeah, I remember that game. I remember doing this, um, and like that memory still sticks with you. And there are certain points of the, the story and there's certain points of like the maps that I completely still remember. And then I get, you know, told like, Oh, you're going to go to this area. And I'm like, I don't remember this area in being in, you know, in between these two zones, like really, I have to go to another area. I thought I, I thought it just went right ahead. And I go to that area and like suddenly all these memories just start coming back that were like hidden in my mind for nine <laughs> years. And I was like, Oh my God, how did I forget about this? You know, like it's incredible incredible like the like the weird rush of emotions and, and feelings and memories coming back but uh it is incredible uh the story is is top notch and it just every chapter it just keeps developing and and you know it doesn't even really start slow it starts with with climax with the battle <clears throat> yeah it starts crazy with the battle then they have that little chapter one is that lull and then chapter two's oh my god crazy again uh-huh. and, and it's like oh my god and like and it does things really quickly. Like you, you don't know who's safe and who's not. Like mm-hmm. it, it's really one of those things where. And, and I remember like going through it the first time. Like what happens in chapter two? That took me by surprise, and I was like, "Wait, what? So uh-huh. early? Holy crap!" Like, and I, I don't want to spoil it, but I'm like, "No way!" Like I was in disbelief. And the second time going through. I know, you know, there's certain things I remember from beating the game. And I was like, I was looking like kind of like watching the movie, the sixth sense, and then watching it again, knowing mm. the, the, the mm-hmm. twist and seeing how it unfolds. So like, so, I knew, so you know what, so you know what, Barry, um, I was telling JP, like I have an inkling on what's going to happen and <laughs> like, I don't know, but like, now you saying that is putting credence to my theory, JP, <laughs> what he's saying is putting credence. When he's saying Matrix, I'm like, oh no, it's gonna do exactly what I'm thinking. I, well, I don't know what you're thinking, and I, and and we could talk after because I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it for the listeners. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, we can definitely talk later, but but for sure, it's one of those things where this story is a very deep story, mm-hmm. and it also it has um, more weight to it, uh, including Xenoblade Two, because Xenoblade Two and Xenoblade One do have a connection, and playing through it uh, this time, um, I'm also noticing one one thing, and I don't want to really spoil it, but. Uh, one of the characters I, I didn't forget about, but I really forgot their appearance. Like, I remembered them, but I didn't remember their appearance. When they showed up, mm-hmm. I, I feel they had a, a difference this time. Like, they had an item um, on them this time that suddenly, like, oh, my God, is that – did they change that? And I looked mm-hmm. it up, and I think they changed it to connect it more to Xenoblade 2, which oh, I thought really? was really cool. Oh, that's and, interesting. And, and I could be wrong, but, like, I looked, at, looked up pictures, and, like, a lot of the pictures have a different item there than the definitive edition. So I think they mm-hmm. changed something to, to kind of link it a little bit more, and I, I love that. How and far really... in Xenoblade 2 did the item connect to? Like, near the oh. beginning of Xeno or, like, near the end? Um, it kind well, if you're looking, it connects probably like chapter two, okay. but if you're not looking and you're just not paying attention, um, then it's, it's something that you'll like, Oh my God, how did I not see that before? Kind of deal. Okay. Um, yeah. Cause I, um, I played about, you know, five, six hours in Xeno two. So yeah, those are the worst hours of Xeno two. Xeno two, it starts terribly, uh, and, and it uh. just ramps up from there and never stops. Um, so Barry, yeah. before I forget yes. though, um, just taking a look at the like the game options, what is new this time that wasn't in the original? I don't I don't want to speak in terms of authority because again it's been nine years since I played, mm-hmm. but I do know that the the casual mode is new and I think the expert no- mode is new. But like I, the the timing and the like uh, change, it, well, see that. To me, like I never played this. Like I owned it on the Wii. Never played it. You know, I was just the collector for the Wii. I'm just so impressed by this game that this is a 2010 game. I because only honestly, played what Chapter One back in the day. Like I remember the war. I remember mm-hmm. doing the war from Chapter One, and then that's we got into really, yeah, yeah. And, then, and then we got into like the little town, and that's about when I stopped playing <laughs> Xeno. Like I moved on More to the next me. thing, and I mean that's literally my mo though is playing a game for like. You know, first night, a couple hours, and then never going back. And that's why I like the playcast, because it forces me to continue to play so we can continue to talk about it. But I just, I can't believe, like, this game existed in 2010, because to me, like, this easily could just fit in today. Was it 2010 or was it 2009 in Japan? Because we didn't get it to 2011 in America. Was it? For some reason, like, I I saw a lot of people saying 2010, but you're right. All right, so. It could be 2009 or 10. I'm not sure, but I know 11 in America. Um, because we'll it, let we JP it look it up. I don't feel like looking at it. June 10th, 20, <laughs> okay, so here it is. It was released in Japan on June 10th, wow, 2010. Oh, well, it's 2010, okay. So it's almost exactly 10 years this week, this coming week. There wow. But yeah, the, the time-changing thing and the whole quest by time, people actually having real-life schedules, that was already there. The instant warping to landmarks were there. and The, the open world, the open area. The open area. No oh, yeah. load times? No load times. Open area was. I have. I have no idea like how this game. Like I mean, maybe I just wasn't paying attention to games that much back then. But I have no idea but how like, a game that like JP, is powerful. The, 
the reason why like it was so powerful is it literally created an initiative with Project Rainfall. This is a big deal like 10 years mm-hmm. ago. It was huge like cuz we weren't getting it. So like there was a giant initiative with hundreds of thousands of signatures to get all wow. three of the games brought over. Don't forget that we we had Monado because that's what it was originally called as mm-hmm. number one at wanted on Amazon. Yeah, and they still didn't bring it over until GameStop did their magic. Yeah, Thank the yeah. God for GameStop. GameStop. Oh, look, Xenoblade is a, is a million seller and, yeah. and it's a million seller franchise. And they were, you know, Reggie pretty much said no. Americans don't want it. Like that's what he pretty much said. Or you know, even dad, Reggie can be wrong once. Once well, keep he mind, also says he we don't he, want Mother Three. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't bring over the other two games either. Actually, sure. brought over the other two Operation Rainfalls. Yeah, mm. which was Pandora's Tower and the Last, last story. Sword. No, last story. Last, last story. story or the Last Blade or the Last Sword. Which last is story. Last story. <laughs> I have like uh, collector's editions of all those. It's so weird. Love it. Even, but now I'm so. Honestly, I'm so happy to hear, especially, you know, you know I know you, you haven't played it before, JP, at all. Mm-hmm. And hearing your impressions, it, it's one of those things that warms my heart because I think despite the demand, it mm-hmm. flew under radar for a lot of people. And mm-hmm. like when, pe- when I tell people it was my game of the, of the generation, um, people look at me and go, what? I've never even played that. And you're saying it's better than every game on the 360? And I'm like, yeah, to me, it, it absolutely mm-hmm. was. You know, like better than Skyrim. I'm like to me, absolutely. Um, and seeing more people experience it, it's it's honestly awesome because this game deserves all the accolades and all the attention. And I really hope that after this game, after people play through this game and enjoy this game, they go back and give Xenoblade Two <clears throat> a chance oh, yeah. because Xeno Two was launched with Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey and just did not get any recognition in Game of the Year awards or anything mm-hmm. like that. Like, it was totally forgotten. I think it has the best soundtrack on the, on the, the whole system. Like, out, maybe outside of Smash Brothers, because that's like a super compilation. But, like, you think, you think, like, the Xenoblade 1 music is great, and it is. It's beautiful. I think Xenoblade 2 is a, is a step up in terms of music. I will say now, playing this game... Um, Two things. One is that I'm very mad that we did not get the definitive collector's edition because I <laughs> yeah. would have loved the music. Not even the steelbook. I would have loved the music. At now you point. see why Barry was on his soapbox like episodes ago and he was mad. Yep. Like, this was yeah, the I trigger just... point. This game, JP. This game. This amazing experience that, that Barry wanted us to get yeah. stateside. I will also say like in the game when you're, when you're in the... Um, oh my god. You just have to keep repeating it for me. That region. How you pronounce it? Galar, Galar, plains. plains. When you're looking up and you see the blade, <laughs> just like through the clouds, and I'm just like, I'm still trying to like fathom, like how am I on this like ginormous like giant? Like I'm just trying to picture because I'm like clearly like the, the 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 land has formed, you know, on it. But I'm just like, but then when you like look up and you're just like, oh my god, like I really am on just like this titan, and it's just like insane to think about like your whole world is taking cool. place on this. As you I think go it's the game. I think it's crazy how big the lands are that yes. there's literally other races of humans that they yeah. call them because you mentioned the homicide like Homs. Well, there's like yeah. a whole another race that they don't even know exist because they're so far away on the land that they've never ventured that far. That to but me there's also another is crazy. Are they called Titans or what are they called? Is there a name for the two um 
beast they're, or whatever. They're, they're yeah. titans, pretty much. Titans. titans. But there's a whole second titan. So don't spoil it. Don't say anything. Like, I have no idea if at some point you cross over to the other one. But I'm just like, it's just crazy. And I keep going back to just like, how is this like a Wii game? Because I'm just running around and I'm just like looking at everything. <laughs> and I'm like, this honestly, like, in terms of like landscape and like whatnot, I'm just like, it rivals, in my opinion, Breath of the Wild. Like, oh, it's yeah. beautiful. I mean, there's right now where I am, like, you know, when you're outside... Yeah, there's a lot of like um, land um, landmarks, and maybe not so much like uh, like variations, because you know there's like pillars and columns, and there's like there's uh, monuments and whatnot. But I'm just running around, and at no point do I ever feel like I, like you said, Jeffrey. Like I, I feel like I'm just trudging along. Like I never feel that way. I you know I'm running to like a waterfall. I'm running on top of like cliffs. I mean it's just beautiful. Like I re- I don't know if you get like a vehicle later on to, nope. but I'm like because the you know um what's his name juju has uh, a buggy and i'm Stupid like oh, I'm, juju i'm gonna get a buggy i'm so excited i'm like no he just gets it and crashes it again and i'm just like come on i could do better than that but um yeah i i'm completely impressed with the game and i can't tell if somebody on twitter was just you know, like heckling me a little bit because i took a, i i'm only playing handheld mind you so i don't even know what it looks like on the tv yet i've been playing 20 hours on the handheld and i think it looks fantastic but I took a screenshot. Somebody's like, this looks like SNES graphics. Not and the only thing really. I could think of, I was like, if this was SNES, I'd be in heaven. Because I'm like, <laughs> yeah. the game the game is smooth. Like, I really haven't noticed, like, any Have they ever laggy. played the SNES? SNES is pixels. <laughs> like, yeah. if he was trying to talk smack, be like, it looks like N64 or PS1. Yeah. Like, like there, now we're trolling. Now we're relevant and not ignorant. <laughs> like, oh, it's, it's looks exactly. like, it looks like Sega Genesis. Like, what? No, there's so pixels in the game like but <laughs> what? but now i know now i know what you reminded me of barry is that you said that um like the game flew under the radar and this is what i love about the switch and we've talked about this before but you know people sometimes complain there's ports and remasters this is why because so many people for one reason or another may have missed the game back then i mean the wii u mm-hmm. we can just say lots of people missed the good games on that system because people probably didn't buy the system and also with the Wii, there was how many like over a thousand North American games, right? Oh, and there's, there's some. There's a lot of games. Yeah. Out there that are. And great. there's like gems like this. The Switch is giving new life to them. Whether you give it a definitive edition, whether you just port it over, whatever. I mean, think about how many gamers are nowadays playing this for the very first time. Oh yeah. And this game came out ten years ago, and you could still buy it. You you buy a Wii for fifty bucks, you could find this game for like fifty dollars. Like it's not a super rare game anymore on the Wii. And people have not played it. Oh, and don't now, forget, don't forget it was to the 3DS or the new 3DS as yes, well. It came out, so, and I. So one thing yeah. we should mention though is like when it came out for the Wii, um, it was weird because it was in such high demand that the mm-hmm. resale market it went up to like eighty oh, yeah. to a hundred dollars, and then GameStop started opening their new copies and putting them as mm-hmm. used for eighty dollars. They were that's when they started yeah. some shady pro- like some shady practices. And then they started reprinting it and doing it too, and like reprinting Xenoblade Chronicles, putting new mm-hmm. copies as used because the new copies still had to be the retail, but they were doing them as used to try to make some extra dollars. Like it was some shady stuff with the original Xeno. I just remember because I was like, man, I'm not gonna buy that version then because I had the Japanese version. Like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna buy that then because like that's ridiculous that GameStop is busting up the price and. It's so interesting. They did that with Metroid Prime Trilogy as well. Yep. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, if you didn't get it in the metal case, they right. boosted it up. And you know, it was interesting. You mentioned um, like ten minutes ago, and before you you never took a breath, so I could mention this. But um, <laughs> but you were talking about like how you never felt like you're trudging along and all that, and mm-hmm. uh, I thought it was interesting because even whenever I got bored or it felt like it was too many side quests, mm-hmm. literally all you got to do is go to the yellow because there's a <laughs> yellow line. That shows you where to go. And then I just continue on. So, like, I'm not going for a completionist thing. I'm just going to have fun. And right. I'm like, oh, this guy's hungry. I want to go find these five <laughs> green items for him that I see exclamation points for. So I was doing it. And then if I don't want to do it anymore or things get a little too convoluted or whatever, um, I'm going to just continue on. The thing that I love, though, and I... They did it a little bit earlier, but, like, where I'm at right now, I see it more, is mm-hmm. that you'll see some, like, quote-unquote boss characters. And not, the, like, mm-hmm. the level 80s that are that are fl- no, flying around. like, notorious monsters. But like, but, like, there's, like, this castle, and then there's, like, this boss character sitting there. And I'm like, he's, like, three, three levels higher than me. I uh-huh. can just go around and do some stuff real quick and hit these enemies that are about my level level up and then we can have an epic battle so that's literally what i'm doing right now oh, did you, you didn't i know where you're talking about but if you actually read the quest there is a key somewhere in that map and uh-huh. if you get it you can climb up and open a back door to that room and rescue the person in there without actually doing the fight they actually give you two ways to do it oh i have the key too oh okay well then <laughs> you can do it without fighting and you could always go back and fight so i love oh. that there's so, like, it, it was weird, because I had the key, I barged right in the front door, beat all the guys, except for the boss guy, and then I, I rescued the dude, and then I looked at, I saved it, and then I went to the boss guy, and he mopped the floor with me, and I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, and I saved beforehand, because I'm like, I don't really want to, because there's really no penalty to die, but I'm like, ah, yeah. just reload, because then it reloads the enemies in the room, <laughs> and I was like, so I fought him, I fought half the room again, and then. I went off to continue, and I'm like, I'm coming back to that. And, like, the whole area, though, is just another wide-open area, and I'm just going to continue to fart around there as I can mm-hmm. unlock stuff. But if it gets boring, then I, I might just continue yeah. on and come back to that later. I don't know if you can or not, but, yep. like, no, yeah. You can always teleport. You can teleport right back to Colony 9 where you start um, mm-hmm. at any pretty much any point of the game. Um, oh, that's they, interesting because I noticed one thing that I didn't really pay attention to at the beginning was um, I was buying, I don't know if they're called arts or mm-hmm. yeah. skills. Yep. Yeah, um, so I was buying books and I, I was like, man, I already own these. So I kept on going. I didn't realize that there was like intermediate and so it unlocked <laughs> levels. So like now I've like maxed out my arts in certain ones, and I'm like I can't go any further. <laughs> and then I bought them for the newest character that JP doesn't have yet. And I'm like, oh, I get the next five, uh-huh. four levels. I'm like, well, crap. So now I may actually now that I know I can teleport, um, <laughs> I might just teleport back yep. and buy those books. And that is what you use. The one hundred thousand bonus monies that you <laughs> yep. get is I've, I've used you up my do money. not do not buy weapons, do not buy equipment because they're all drops. Especially if you're doing the side quest, you just get the arts upgrades because like that was the one thing that I knew to do. I was like, do not spend your money on superfluous stuff. Just get the arts upgrades. Also, that there is a third tier for arts upgrades, but you can't buy those. Those are actually enemy drops. So oh. like later chapters, okay. Um, you have to like certain enemies, and you, you'll get drops from them, and be able to 
permanently upgrade. Uh, so question, Barry, if yep. I didn't buy the level twos and I yep. got the drops, would it go right to three? I think it would still only go to two, but you could always go back to the shop and then buy again. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so I need to buy. Well, I mean, yeah. plus I don't want to like be like only level four like with attacks when I need to be higher to right. be competitive with the bosses and, or enemies. Exactly. And, so I no, will. Yeah. I will say I'm very curious if they ran the competition for suggesting side quests because I have no idea how many times I've either had to find something at the bottom of a waterfall. I'm walking on a cliff and I dropped my launch. I lost my ring. I was going to propose to somebody. I'm just like, I don't know how these people ever function, but I'm like, <laughs> Shulk and Cloud should literally just take a look at their logbook and be like, oh, you had to go find a ring? <laughs> Wait till you tell me what I did in Midgar. I mean, like seriously, it's just amazing how many side quests there are. And I know that it's kind of like fillers in a sense, but to me it's still fun. Like I love doing the side quests and, <sighs> and it's also the easiest way to, to level up, to get items and whatnot. So you know, it's fun right now, and if, and like you said, if I get bored, I just kind of just go back to the story. It's like it's always there for me waiting. Um, <laughs> JP's over here making me a sad panda because I didn't finish Final Fantasy VII Remake yet. and But I literally don't have access to my TV because Animal Crossing's on it. How have you not finished it? it? I thought because, you were done. As I just said, JP, before you start talking, my, I don't have access to my TV because my wife has it with Animal Crossing on it 24-7. Come on. You got to finish it. I don't have access to my TV, JP. So I'm like, uh, <laughs> like, no, I'll keep repeating you can myself. Play handheld, right? But I don't have access to my TV, JP. Uh, happy wife, please. happy life, JP. Exactly, JP. <laughs> Come well, on, I've been doing that wrong. You, you you mentioned something earlier, JP, and it's this is something that you really should focus on. Just yes. just as a, a an extra extra level of detail, whenever you go to a new area of the game and every chapter, every location, it actually shows you like with the name, it shows you a little map of the Bionis and where you're located. And really? any, yeah, there's a, there's an icon of the Bionis and it shows you where you are as you're climbing it. Mm-hmm. Where's but the icon? Sorry. It's, it's right it's in the name. It's on the chapter. Like, so like it says like the, the name of the area and it shows a picture of the Bionis. Oh. Even when you go to the teleport list and you choose like, Oh, colony nine, you'll see yeah. where it is in relation on the Bionis. And when you go, to oh. the leg, you'll see that. When you go to County Six, you'll see that. So that's awesome. And, and on top of that, as you mentioned, you you looked up and you saw the sword. Keep that in mind because when they designed this game, every single map that is on the outside where you can see the sky, you can see not only where you are in the Bionis. You can look up and see the sword, or eventually down and see the sword, or Ooh. up and see the head. But also, you can look across the ocean and uh-huh. see the Makanas. So you can see both Titans wherever you are. And that's it's insane. so cool because it gives you a perspective. Because when you look and you just see in the distance the other Titan, you're like, oh, my God. Like, uh-huh. that's, that's so huge. And, and, so, and there's a whole, you know, thinking like, oh, there's, there's how much of these lands are there. And, and, you know, one of the areas wasn't actually used in the game, which was the shoulder, which is where the future connect uh, uh. actually used. Because it was originally supposed to be in the game and they cut it. So that's they use that map for it. So when you do Future Connect, it's actually a brand new map, mm-hmm. which is cool. And, yeah, sorry. No, I was gonna say like that. That is that concept of the two Titans is is so unique because they're locked in battle. Mm-hmm. And in Xenoblade Two, they actually take that a step further, and there's like I think six or seven different Titans you explore, <laughs> and Holy each crap. of each of those they're they're not as big as these no. ones. Um, mm-hmm. 
the like one or two like really huge maps huge but what's cool is like sometimes as you're running you can see like the head of the the titan just like move as it like eats or drinks or as it flies oh my like, God. in the distance and it's just like so cool because you're on this great like field with all these enemies and stuff but you're really on the back of a giant titan and it's That's just insane. it's awesome it is unlike any other game in that respect See, you had this had to come out because I get into Bravely, right? I'm like, oh, I want to play Bravely. Now this came out, and all, all I'm thinking is like, I'm gonna beat this game after you know X amount of hours, and I just want to jump into obviously the um, the additional story, but then also Xenoblade Two and Torina, and I'm just like, I don't have that luxury of hundreds of hours anymore. You're, but I'm like, you're gonna I, do it. I know I want to, and it's like I think I will, and I think at some point we are gonna get X. I think it's inevitable that we'll see X on the Switch, but. I'm I'm loving this and yeah I'm I'm very interested to see like what comes in the next week in terms of story. I will, I will say if we get X, I hope that X is being brought over by a small team mm-hmm. so that the the primary team can work on a third game like like a proper- <laughs> you're not wrong. Fair enough, yeah. Yeah, they need to focus on the third game. Like, well, they said what the future connect is going to hint towards where where it's going to go, and well, I haven't touched it yet, so I don't know. But I'm really hoping that it does hint towards the third game and I hope that it does help bridge the gap between one and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, if, if I don't see like some two characters, I'll be upset. <laughs> like I really <laughs> want to see two characters because, because in two, um, one of the cool things they did um, in, in the, there's like the DLC pack, which torn is part of, but in the DLC pack is a battle arena. They added into Xenoblade two. And one of the battles you fight Shulk, and Fiora, and they, you see the, them interact. We, you know, Xenoblade One and Xenoblade Two characters interact, and if you beat them, hey, hey Barry, yeah, spoilers. It's not spoilers. It's just the fact that they're in the game. This is common. You fight knowledge. Shulk and a dead character. <laughs> spoilers! Damn it! It's, it's, it's no, 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 no. It's 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 uh, take it from chapter one, oh. or it's actually before. It's oh. before anything happens. Ah. It's it's like take it. Shulk has the Monado naturally, but but you know spoilers. For, uh, he didn't have the Monado. <laughs> he has the Monado. Big yeah. If you play Smash Brothers, it's spoilers. Um, but no. So you get that, and there's also the I forget her name. The main character from Xenoblade X is also there too, which is kind of cool. And you can you can recruit her onto your team too. So I nice. love the fact that Monolith Soft is really connected, and of course in Xenoblade Two, Cosmos. Or Cosmos is there from Xenosaga, mm. um, which is awesome to see them really you know, pull from their stuff. Now, now I want to see Bait and Kato's come back. Uh, Make Bait and Kato's come back. I just want Xenogears. Yeah, they need uh, to just connect to Xenogears. It's never say never. It will Square own the IP. I know, but never say never. Square. Never say never. (laughs) Never say never is right. Never say never. (laughs) And with that is week one of Xenoblade Chronicles. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably not going to have the luxury of uh, a comprehensive, but like, I'm going to still try to knock knock her out as far as I can. That's for sure. You made great progress considering you really couldn't play that much this past week. I worked in the office a full week and I was able to get to chapter six. Well, like you said, the chapters aren't all the same length. Mm -hmm. So there are some chapters where I was done in like 45 minutes and then others, you know, it, it felt like it took, you know, four hours. 
Well, so like, let me ask you. So, well, like the the ones with the big fields, I'm spending more time in too. Yeah. So, so Barry, if you don't do side quests and you kind of focus on story, how long would you say the game is? Uh if you just follow the yellow line, yeah, uh, I'm gonna say probably twenty to thirty hours. See, that's what I thought too. And then I see people going like, I've been playing this for like over a hundred hours, and I'm thinking like it has to be them doing the side quests. Well, yes. A, they're doing the side quests, but B, um, at least from what I remember, you beat the game and you're not at level 99. People will then level up to fight those level 90 stuff and the super bosses and all this extra content um, that's that's, that's there if you want it. (laughs) The Mm -hmm. same with Xenoblade 2. I think I believe Xenoblade 2 at level 65. Do do you want to hear the actual how long to beat? They have a median and everything. So if you rush the main story, it takes you 45 hours to beat it. That's what it says? Wow. If you leisure it, if you just hang out and leisure it, it's 98 hours. Um, The main story and all the extras is 68 hours. Um, If you take your time, it's 200 hours. If you try to complete it and you rush through it, it's 120 hours. And if you just take your time like JP is going to do, it takes you 254 hours to complete. I had somebody in our uh, one of the DMs on Twitter. They just got, I don't know what it's called in Xenoblade 2, but they were trying to find like all the what, weapons or swords or people. Blade. I don't know what, blades. They just found like the last one. I think they did at like 230 to 260 hours. It took well, to get all of them. Because yeah. because the way it works, and this pissed me off, the one negative of Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is it's a gotcha system on the mm-hmm. blade. So you get a crap ton of common blades and you use them just as like, um, it's, it's like a, you send them off on like little mercenary missions and they come back mm-hmm. after like 30 minutes. But there's also the rare blades, the named blades, the ones you really want to use. And it's like the last one, it's all RNG. So like the last one, I, I farmed up like the, the rare cores and I just sat there and I just spammed it and I prayed and finally it happened. And in New Game Plus, they actually add more to that. And I think huh. I'm I'm thinking they they adjusted the rate a little bit, but at the beginning it took forever. Like Cosmos, I wanted so badly, and she was my next to last one. Let's and it was like see. thirty, to forty. Give, to give JP some hope, the <laughs> speedrun world record is three hours. On Xenoblade, <laughs> on Xenoblade to do hacks what? and glitches, three hours. Oh yeah, yeah. There is a hundred percent, hundred percent speedrun. 25 hours a video of a glitch that within the first hour you could get to level 50 and they showed it to me and i was like all right you know i'm at level 27 maybe i'll do it and then i realized you had to do it before you uh fought a boss so i was like okay well i passed it and i'm okay with that but yeah i guess if you know if you use glitches then yeah you could clearly get the only way the only way you're gonna be able to skip stuff and like even a hundred percent speed run has 25 hours and 36 minutes for 100%. Like 100%? Like all the sites? Yeah. Wow. But, wow. you know, you got to think about speedrunners are a different breed. <laughs> like, that's not <laughs> us. Like, like I would say <laughs> you're probably going to be in the median, and if you're doing the main plus the extras and not going for completionist, it looks like the median's about 100 hours. Wow. <laughs> so I just I'm... I just checked. Um, I, I wasn't sure. I thought maybe there was 15 chapters. Uh, and I thought I was closer, but it's actually the 17 chapters in the game. Okay. Seven. Wait, how many was in Final Fantasy Seven? Was it, I think it was 18 chapters. Hmm, interesting. Similarities. Yeah, and the thing is <laughs> well, now, now, that being said, 
That being <laughs> said, though, I am absolutely talking about Xenoblade for the Wii and not mm. <laughs> not the definitive edition. So yeah. I mean it could be a little shorter with the definitive edition if they've up if they've balanced the game differently, which we have well, to assume. Casual mode. One yeah. thing that's really nice though. JP are you are you playing on casual or normal? Normal. Normal. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I same thing with Final Fantasy Seven. They give you the option right if you want to just enjoy the story and a part of me was like, you know, I do want to just enjoy the story, but at the same time, I'm like, I like to be challenged. Like, I don't want it to just be too easy. Yeah. And the fact, and what I, the point I was just going to actually bring up is that, I don't know if you've, you've experienced it, but I've died, you know, a number of times in the game for one reason or another, and it gives you the option. Like, after X amount of times, it's like, oh, you can switch to casual if you'd like, if the enemies are too hard. So at any point, you can switch, um, which, is, which is pretty nice, because, you know, if you get to a point where you're just frustrated or you're already, like, I've been playing for so many hours, I just want to finish it. You can kind of just like jump back in difficulty and finish. And to me, I, I like that it gives you the option because, you know, we don't always have that time to just farm and level grind and whatnot. And we just want to enjoy the story. And it's nice when they start including this. And I see it more and more now in games. It's a classic um, Nintendo. So, so maybe all the people adding it now in the games are parents or people with responsibilities that just, you know, we can't play games all day anymore. Um, but yeah, I, I do like that they give you that option. And I guess my last point is, was the yellow brick road um, in the original also? I don't remember, but I think so. Okay, because I'm like, <laughs> I love that. Like, oh, to me, I wish every nice. game had that. Um, I don't think Xeno 2 has anything like well, that. Well, <laughs> No, it doesn't. Xeno 2 does not, because I was wandering around for a while, and then I was like, <laughs> all right, I'm done for now. And I never went back. <laughs> <laughs> like Xenoblade's gonna the, keep me keep it, me coming it has, back. It has like the check, like the flag, like it tells you, like the flag is there. It shows you where uh-huh. to go. It just doesn't have the mm-hmm. dash line. And mm-hmm. it is a day gone maze in some of them towns in Xeno too. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, oh my god, how do I get through? And I'm like, all right, now I'm lost, and I'm now I'm literally doing circles. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's one part in Xeno two where it's like a rundown, like village almost like on the side of a mountain like a mining town and like there's like a certain nm like in one of the buildings that you need to go kill for a quest and you have to find a key card to get through and you have to like fall down holes and it was like a maze and it took me like probably a good 30 minutes before i found it and i was like oh my god <laughs> like it's insane because it's these these worlds are not just vast horizontally they're vast vertically too yeah mm-hmm. and and that's what's so amazing like like Breath of the Wild is an amazing open world, and this is like a lot of mini Breath of the Wilds. It's it's awesome. <laughs> mini Breath nice. of the Wilds, <laughs> or mini Hyrule Fields, if you will. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, either oh way, God. though, like I, I'm looking forward to continuing my adventure. Yeah, I I do want to say so. I we didn't do a poll for this, and we could always do one closer to when we're almost done talking about the game. But you know, yeah. I post now. I'm going to do every week, like. You know, how's everyone coming along? And here, what you know, where are you at? And somebody took a screenshot. They're like, it's been a fun week. 107 hours. Ah, wow. I'm curious. How fun. I'm <laughs> no, curious. I'm at 40. You're at 40 hours? I'm at 40 in Chapter 13. So I'm nice. actually going pretty quickly. Nice. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad we're all enjoying the game, and I can't wait to talk more about it next week. Yeah. I would have had more if Animal Crossing wasn't still there. <laughs> <laughs> I still have a tent in Animal Crossing. I haven't played. Shanna, Shanna's so disappointed. She's like, you finally find a game that I can't stop playing, 
and you can't even play it. And I'm like, I'm sorry. You know, remember that happy wife, happy life thing? I know, I'm failing it on all fronts. (laughs) You're you're failing it. (laughs) You're going to move in with Jeff's wife and just play the game all the day. (laughs) Oh, no, like like my wife literally doesn't want me on it, messing up her island, so I'm good. (laughs) I just let her do her thing. (laughs) Mine mine has her own switch so she's sitting there you know playing you it while in work meetings and stuff my wife has like, whatever. no i told you like my wife's playing two different switches with two different islands and when she doesn't want to get rid of her villagers she trades it to the other island <laughs> <laughs> like, it's ridiculous oh my god it's that ridiculous and no, i mean no. ironically so you're talking about all the all the times you're playing xeno like yesterday i watched the movie stripes instead of playing xeno <laughs> It's an army training, sir. <laughs> like, it was a, like I took Great a picture movie. because I um, back in the day I deployed with Second Cav and they showed the um, they showed the basic training room and I'm like Bill Murray standing there and there's a Second Cav patch so I posted it on the Second Cav veterans page and everyone's like oh my god because <laughs> there's like it's a definitive patch like it's a classic historic patch and. I was like, it's in the movie Stripes. I never noticed that before. <laughs> Ridiculous. So, so I talk about the other game. <laughs> yes, we should. Yeah, we had another so, game. Jeffrey, holy shit! Paint sh- that wall. Holy crap! So, um, <laughs> so our <laughs> game of the week, ironically, um, <laughs> is Rolling Gunner. It's developed by Mebius. And uh, Physicality Games, who we talked about earlier, is working on publishing it. Hopefully they're able to because there's an awesome-looking tin and definitive edition that they're working on. Um, it is an action shooter, a bullet hell shoot 'em up um, horizontally scrolling. Um, basically... Um, the summary is, with its reliance on BAC, humanity had forgotten how to operate even basic transportation, let alone <laughs> weapons. After the attack from BAC, the subsequent social chaos, the human population was reduced by half. However, there was a group within Lerman Matsunaga that foresaw the dangers of the independence of Buster item engines and the BAC that controlled them. Like, it's a ridiculous, like, anime-style story. Um, mm-hmm. Ironically, this game was directed by an ex-Cave developer. So Cave did a ton of shoot-'em-ups in the arcade. A lot of them were ported to, like, the Xbox 360 or PS2, um, mm-hmm. as well as the iPhone. But this XK developer is Daisuke uh, Koizumi, and he worked on Death Smiles 2 and Pachi, among other oh, great wow. entries into the genre. So he's, like, a classic um, shoot-'em-up creator. And so Rolling Gunner does have a history to it. And you can tell when you start playing it um, with the upgrades of the ships and everything... Um, it's really cool that, you know, the developer, Mebius, uh, created the entry, uh, to the genre, and it is super, super difficult, however, comma, it is an arcade game, so you're shooting for high scores, and you can continue infinitely, so even... Us with our very uh, limited palettes for shoot 'em ups, and I love shoot 'em ups, <laughs> can beat the game because all you gotta do is keep putting in quarters and <laughs> keep playing. Um, I got some cool high scores, and I loved um, the different types of shots you could do. So basically, you have a rolling gun when you're shooting, so your gun like rolls around you when you move around on the screen. So like you always have a shot that goes forward, and as you move around, there's a rolling gun that does a spray. 
But if you press the other button, the gun locks in place and you move a little slower. Um, if you have the gun, the rolling gun facing forward, it shoots like a really big stream of bullets forward, which is really cool when you have enemies to the right of you because it's horizontally shooting. Um, and you can just like pepper them. Um, the other thing is, and this is a classic of the bullet hell genre, when you do the slowdown time, it allows you to carve through the bullets, like magically. Um, there's a dot on your ship, and that dot has to stay clear. So you can actually let the wings take damage and all that other crap, but the dots is what you have to avoid. Um, now, this is like manic style to me. I was playing it in like normal mode, and it was still like more like bullets than I could handle, humanly possible. Um, but like I was sitting there carving through, and then like a different style shot blast would come through and just like toast me. And I'm like, but I was going through the big giant spirals of bullets that are there, and I just I couldn't handle it. Um, I was able to beat it obviously because I just kept putting in quarters. Um, I think I only got like three game overs, maybe four. Um, She's pretty good. Um, how did you guys do, though, uh, Barry? Uh, I beat it. I, I beat it on uh, casual, like the, yeah. the, the casual mode. Um, I had more game overs than that. I actually didn't even know that you could slow down time like that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I found a lot of my deaths, especially towards the end, just came from being hypnotized by the pretty color. <laughs> it was just like, ooh. Like, I was, like, falling into this, like, lull. Like, my eyes started crossing, and it was just like, ooh, pretty. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> you know? mm. But uh, it, it was challenging. It was a lot of fun. My my biggest complaint, which is my biggest complaint with the genre to begin with, are that especially bosses uh, are just bullet sponges. And it just is like, oh, my God. Like, come on. I've been fighting this boss for, like, several minutes now. <laughs> like, yeah. like it just be more about dodging the pattern than actually doing damage. Um, but that's well, it's the like nature the, of the, the pattern memorization, I think, is yeah. part of the genre. And I almost feel like if we memorized the patterns, like, like played it over and over and over again, we would all get pretty good. I don't know. Well, that's just it. Um, I did like the rolling gun. Um, at first, I was really annoyed because I was trying to figure out how to point it i was trying to use like the right analog stick and i'm like that's not working and <laughs> and then i realized it, it always goes the opposite direction of where you're going and i'm like yeah. well that's kind of silly because like when i'm firing at a boss to my right i have to push back but then as i'm starting to fly around and dodge all these enemies coming in all directions i'm like oh now it makes sense why it's the opposite and it, it became more of an ingenious idea um, so I did like that. Uh, it was interesting. I don't know if in normal mode it was like this, but in casual mode, like when you got hit, it instead of killing you, it had just used up one of your bombs. Yeah, it still bomb- does that. Yeah. Oh, it still does that. Okay. Um, so that was kind of kind of interesting mechanic to do that. But uh, yeah, I thought it was really a lot of fun. Um, the I think it was the fourth stage or the fifth, like the moon with the moon base, like the music was like, really awesome. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, oh, this is a really cool track. Um, I thought the music overall was great, but that one really stuck with me. But yeah, I, I thought I thought it was an awesome shmup. Uh, I know the Switch has a lot of them, uh, and I really hope this one gets you know all the way to physical games. You know, like a physical copy so. gets made because physicality pull through. Because this game needs to be on the shelf. This game needs to be put next to you know R type dimensions and you you really can't stuff. underestimate how beautiful the game looks either. Like the bosses were like huge with multiple phases and. Mm-hmm. The music yeah. was rocking, and 
Like, well, I like the end animation scenes also. Oh, each stage. Some of them were like really like complicated uh-huh. too. Like there's like this robot, and all of a sudden it shows the yeah. ship like blowing up the robot, and then like the next one is just like an explosion, and you're flying. Uh-huh. And I'm like, uh, like we need some consistency here. Like, like is like some of them were super impressive. Like I want them all to be impressive. Damn it. <laughs> So what, what about, about you, J J Pizzle? Yeah, so I I started on normal. Um, what happened was I paused the game. I mean, I didn't pause. I died, and you know you're supposed to hit Y, which I'm not used to hitting no. in terms of a continue. And it was like, oh, you could hit Y to continue. You could hit like the ZL to exit. And you know, my mind was just like, I'm just gonna press ZL, and I exited out after like I think I was on the third stage. So when I tried it again, I just went for casual. And, you know, you died, Jeffrey, only like three times. I think I died like three times a minute. I'm, I'm just so bad at chumps. Like, I like them. I think they're super fun. They're super challenging and at the same time super rewarding when you actually dodge the bullets, you beat the bad guys, and you just feel like a sense of accomplishment. Like, that's a game where, like, when you get good at it, you feel like like you can like, stick out your chest a little bit. And I'm just like, do you see what I just did there? Like, I just did all that. And instead, it was more like, did you just see that? I just blew up again. Um... I was just, and, and same with you, like, I would respawn, and I would just be like, look at all the pretty bullets flying around, and I didn't realize I was already back on the screen, so normally what I did is, as soon as I respawned, I just, you know, shot the bomb, you know, kind of took out everything on the screen, I was like, oh, there I am, but I there I it. am. I mean, we, we actually reviewed this for uh, the website a year ago, when it got released on the eShop, and yeah. I gave it to my shmup guy, Frank, who, like, if there's a shmup game, like, I don't care if I have 100 people on the team, he gets it because he just loves them. And he loved this. He scored, I believe, an 8 out of 10. And, I, you know, I was reading through his review today now that I've played it, and you know, I agree with him on, on every point. Like, it was just super fun, good upbeat music, very challenging. My one complaint is that I just don't know – how do you know which bullets don't hurt you? Because I feel like so many times, like, they either just – like, I was above the bullets in a sense – um like my ship was kind of like if you think of it as like different like levels like mine was like above the bullets where it was like underneath me and then other times it just hit me once and i blew up and i could not tell if like the ones with like the blue tint were the ones that don't hurt you like i just have no idea oh as far as i'm tracking every bullet hurts you um you just can't have it hit no you just can't have it hit the core of your ship so, gotcha. like, there's a circle core that glows in the middle of the ship. That's what mm. cannot be hit. So, it can hit, like, the outside of your wings or the tip of your ship, that's and it's not going to hurt talking you. talking about. Yeah. Okay. So, when, now I want to go back, because that makes more sense now. I was just thinking, like, oh, maybe, the, like, certain ones, like, that's part of the mechanics. But, mm-hmm. um, now, you know, I like that there's six, I believe there's six stages. The game does not take long. I mean, you can easily beat it in the half an hour with the infinite continues. But you're right. I mean, the idea is not just to beat it once, but to keep challenging yourself Master. to get a better high score. Um, and now and that also, Barry knows how to carve through, <laughs> like it actually, it's it, it actually gets pretty impressive because you need to slow it down your ship because the way that the patterns move, the ship right. actually moves too fast if you use the normal shot. Mm-hmm. And there's also different um, abilities or ships that you can choose from. Mm-hmm. Um, so that also gives that element of replayability because I just picked one. I went through it. I wanted to just make sure I got to experience the game. But, you know, it's fun. It's a fun pick-up-and-play kind of game. And, and with that arcade style, it's more like, oh, I've got, you know, a half an hour, hour, let's play a game. Uh, so that's, you know, what it has going for it. And, of course, now there's a physical coming. 
from hopefully from physicality games that's up for that's pre-order helpful. but i i hope you what know, is I hope it what well. is the um what does it have in it jp because i know it's a there's a big tin and all physicality games right now they have a big tin but like yeah. what's actually in the physical with it because some of them are coming with like figures <laughs> and then other ones are coming with other cool stuff like they all have like, a tin and steel book yeah they right. have some cool so treats and i want jp to be able to talk about the the i'm going to right now so it comes did you jp you, did you did you go to jpswitchmania.com with your weekly <laughs> you know what i could have i went to physicality games oh yes oh. i went to their website so good, good. the deluxe edition is 69.99 you could put just five dollars down to secure a copy and what's really cool is it comes with the game in, in the standard case it comes with a steel book it comes with a kinetic display stand with interchangeable backgrounds which Ooh. I think is actually really cool. Weird. It has a cloth arcade style control sheet. So I'm looking at the picture. So it has, if you um, played the game and you go into the training where you see the 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 joy the joystick and then the three buttons, you have that. And then you also have it says game system and then a description of the three different types of ships. So that's actually a really cool thing to have, you know, um, on hand. You have a CD soundtrack. You have an individually numbered collector certificate. And you have a collector's tin with display window. So what Barry was mentioning is that uh, for the standard or the deluxe, it'll come. You can get it with a tin. So I think with the standard, you can buy the tin separately. Um, and then it has a, like a, a front open window, so you can display the game, or if you want to display the steelbook design, like cover you can. But you know, it looks cool. And now that I played the game, I'm just like, oh, that these are awesome items. Like it really, you know, fits well with the game, which is what I like. Yeah. So. If you want to pre-order it, go to physicalitygames.com. You could pre-order it today for five bucks and help get this game published because it definitely is a really fun game. Um, and when we get to it in a minute, I did a poll for this one, but just really quick, pretty much from like the shmup people on Twitter, they all love this game. Like this is like the shmup game that well, they just like, has, cannot stop it's talking like, about. It's definitely like has a connection to classic shooters and i mm-hmm. like how physicality did stuff like you said the cloth uh control sheet because that's almost like a classic arcadey thing mm-hmm. like it's, yeah it's, exactly it's something yep. they do with shoot 'em ups on the cabinets i'm yeah. not sure what the the design looks like because i'm not on the website right now but um but if it has any kind of retro hit like i can't see how this game's not going to be funded like how it's not going to yeah. be not not going to be made cuz it sounds like it's hitting every key we just need yeah. to like more people need to know that this has like a tie into x cave developers like how do we not know this until we play the game that's that kind of stuff right there like we're mm-hmm. not tied into the shoot 'em up community but we are tied into the switch community we've already known this game has been available yet the three of us were like, oh, it's actually an XK development. Well, this is... Yeah. Now it became even cooler. Like, what the mm-hmm. heck? <laughs> like, And I will say, if you are not a deluxe edition kind of person, you can get the standard for $34.99, and that mm. comes with the game and also a collector certificate. And then if you want the tin, it's just $5 more. So you could get the standard tin, so you could display it uh, the game inside of it. So you have, you know, you have a few cool. options of how you want to do it, but either way... You know, pre-order this game. Let's make it made. It deserves a physical. So for sure, yeah. Um, but like I said, uh, unless there's any you know further comments from us, I do have some feedback from a poll that I put up on Twitter. We'll do the poll and then we'll do our <clears throat> recommendations. Sure. 
So I said, we're playing Rolling Gunner for the Switch Mania Playcast, and we want to know if you played it as well. Comment below. And I said, also, Physicality Games is taking pre-orders on the physical release for those interested. So to be fair, I did put this up earlier today. I, I waited too long. But we had 94 votes, um, still with 18 hours left. But um, so far, 22.3% of people do not want to play it for one reason or another. Shame on them. Shame on them, JP says. Shame on them. They should try it. 57.4% said they haven't played it yet, which is a good percentage because that means that there's 57.4% of people that'll play it after listening to us today. And then 20.2% have played it so far. So, you know, it could just be one of those games that flew under the radar when it came out on the eShop. And because it's been out for so long, you know, it's not, you know, prominent on when you're searching for it anymore. So you kind of have to know. Also, keep in mind that most of the people that follow you, that follow us, they love playing physical games. So, like, that's our community. So, like, this is a digital-only game right now. That 50% X, 50-plus percent are looking for the physical. They're waiting for the physical. They hopefully have all pre-ordered the physical so we can get this sucker made. I Um, hope so. Yeah. I think out of the three that they have up, this is the one that I pre-ordered. Yeah, nice. Um, so let's go to the feedback. So the first person, how appropriate for in terms of a Twitter name, Shmuptopia. Said, I, bet, I bet they like it. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. They said they played it and absolutely loved the Shmup. Highly recommend pre-ordering the physical. Thank you, Shmup. Shmup-topia. Oh, I thought you said no, they didn't like it, because I said I bet yeah, they loved it. Too. He no. said no, no, like, no, no, they didn't like they didn't it at like all. It. They oh. loved it. They loved it. <laughs> so like they my daughter, it. I don't like you, I love you, as <laughs> my daughter says. <laughs> That's weird. My mom used to say, I don't like you, but I love you. A big difference, I think, who's saying it. <laughs> That's a different um, way. That's a different way, JP. <laughs> um, makes a lot so, of sense, JP. No. <laughs> So Hitokiri36 had bought the physical copy because all the reviews out there say it's a shmup classic. Uh, Darius Shmupper, I'm, I'm, I'm noticing a pattern on people who responded. Um, huh. Darius Shmupper said, played it. I definitely recommend it to anyone who enjoys bullet hell shmups. Uh, Celeste River said, one of the best shmups on the Switch. Only Tenge said, played it a bit and it is outstanding. And Sonic Pulsar said, have it and it's a blast, literally winky face so we've done you know just a few feedback and to be fair you know i did put the poll up late but honestly even before this poll like when we did the review early on i mean it got very good reviews i mean a lot of people liked it and you know it's time for the physical to come out and like we all said like i hope everyone backs it supports physicality games i hope we see this get made uh because it's it's a really fun game i'm glad we got to play it i also i don't think we thanked them but uh, thank you to Physicality Games for providing us with the review codes for us thank to be able to play you. and talk about this game. Yes, thank you very um, much. And they know that we're talking about it, so I'm going to be sharing, you know, I'll be tagging them, obviously, and also sending them the link to the episode after uh, we post it. So hopefully they enjoy what we had to talk about. But yeah, uh, that is cool. Rolling Gunner, and let's, I guess, close that with some final thoughts. So, Jeffrey? So, um, to me, this game is, you know, rooted in the history of shoot-em-ups um created by classic developers that know shoot-em-up design bullet hell design Mm -hmm. if you don't like bullet hells this isn't going to be the game for you there's manic craziness you'll get sidetracked it's worth a playthrough if you're a casual fan of bullet hells or if you're a casual fan of shooters um but if you love shoot-em-ups like this is a definitive game this is like a top 
top three game of all shoot 'em ups. Like it really is. And I back in the day was like obsessed. And I think in my old age, like I'm just not as as reactive as I used to be because like I I usually don't like I I used to be able to no death run some of these games. And in normal mode, I can't. And I'm I feel disappointed in my own skills. But um, that's me. And that's my own skills. This game is outstanding. It is a amazing evolution of the genre visually while still keeping the gameplay mechanics and nuances of a bullet hell intact, which is really tough to do. Um, so I highly recommend this for all fans of shoot 'em ups and bullet hell fans. Um, casual fans are going to enjoy it. But if you don't like the bullet hell genre, this isn't going to change your mind. Um, I highly recommend supporting this, especially if it's only $5 down. Um, it's, it's a no-brainer. And I like the idea of like a $35, $40 regular edition. The, mm-hmm. um, the expansive one, there's a lot of cool stuff in there for the, um, the, the collector's edition. But um, for me, I'm definitely recommending just a regular physical or get it digitally like there's another option right there for you mm-hmm. absolutely barry uh yeah i like like jeff it's i used to play shmups more often i remember my college days ikaruga was my jam you know i i loved everyone i touched uh even a lot of those that really flew under the radar, like Vertical Force on the Virtual Boy. Uh, just some really great games. So I haven't done one in a, in a while, so playing this again was kind of like bringing me back. Um, it was a lot of fun. Like I said, the music was fantastic. The the effects, no slowdown. A lot of bullets, no slowdown, which <laughs> so it ran well. It mm-hmm. was hypnotizing. My well, wife was literally like, you, you know, you know what, Barry? I think I used to use the slowdown back in the day to my advantage, and now, yeah. and now there's no slowdown, so I'm dying. <laughs> no slowdown. Damn it! Damn you, it, programmers! Right. Get get uh, worse. Get worse. <laughs> but but no, like my wife was like hypnotized. She was sitting there watching, like, oh my god, oh, like I gotta move because I, I'll sit here and just watch this the whole time. Uh, it it does have a challenge, and that's that's the real you know, point of the game is the high score because in reality you cannot move and just hold the trigger button down, like put a rubber band on it yeah. and walk away and you'll beat the game. Um, because eventually you'll just shoot everything. You'll die a bunch of times and continue, but you'll just shoot everything. You will shoot um, all of the ups, all the ups. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it, it is definitely challenging. I like that there is a casual mode to at least get you into it. Um, the slowdown thing is cool. Uh, I wish I knew that. I love that there's multiple ships that, you know, with each with different stats and different different types of uh, rate of fires and, like, sprays. Uh, it's just a very solid title. And uh, if you like shmups uh, and you, you like me and like, like everyone here and you prefer the physical and you just don't, don't touch the digital stuff, um, support this game physically because it's well worth it. And, um... Make sure that you respond to physicality, if you can, um, to ensure that you get your copy of the game. So, like, because they had the $5 pre-order, but if you already pre-ordered the full amount, make sure you let them know, otherwise they might take your money back. So I just actually sent an email to them to make sure that they could do that. Well, I don't really have much more to say other than what we've talked about but i would definitely say check it out if you want our review you can go to jp switch mania a little plug there and check out our review for the game that we did a while back 
Or if you want to just wait, go to Physicality Games, put five bucks down, pre-order it, and let's get that game made. So that was it. Um, that is Rolling Gunner from Mebius. And thanks again to Physicality Games for uh, letting us play the game. Awesome. So shall we, uh, after, well, we'll talk about <laughs> what we're playing next week, and then we'll move on to the dollar <laughs> challenge. Um, okay. Yeah. So next week, we will be continuing down the river on Xenoblade Chronicles because being 100 hours, <laughs> like, that's going to be my focus. Um, but we will be um, anticipating so everybody can, you know, get ahead of the game. We're going to be playing the uh, Clubhouse uh, games in the future yeah, in a couple absolutely. weeks. So everybody, if you get the Clubhouse games, we're going to be doing that online. So, like... Everybody get your stuff, and that way we can <laughs> we can start doing some online fun with Clubhouse in the future. But we're going to be focusing on Zeno for the for the cast. Woo-hoo. Let's see let's see how far we can get. Probably not too far. <laughs> I, I I bet JP and I are going to have trouble getting to where Barry is this week already. <laughs> I don't Probably, think so. but I don't think so. I think because because again, when when you're dealing with the story, like it's already hooked you. But mm-hmm. it's like when you get a book and you just start reading it and you just can't put it down. Like, that's, that's what this story does. And it just keeps building and building. And when you yeah. get, like, certain, certain things click and it's just like, I have to keep going. I have to. I have to find out what's next. Especially because the, the chapters, every chapter is, like, bookended with, you know, exposition and story and cutscenes. So the chapter will end with cutscenes and then start with cutscenes. And it's not only cutscenes... From your perspective, you'll see, you know, from other people's perspectives at the same time. Hmm. So I think I think that will grip you and keep you going. Well, I, I love the pick up and play as well. So I can literally just pop it on, play some stuff real quick, and like while I'm sitting around or yeah. waiting for dinner or whatever. One thing I'm not sure if it was in the original you asked me about quickly, uh, JP. Uh, it might have been, and it's just been so long. But hmm. how you could just hit, uh, I think it was ZR any time and get a little synopsis of the story of where you're yeah. supposed to be going. I don't remember if that was in the original, but I love that because if it's just been a little bit and you're like, hey, where am I supposed to go? What's going on? You can kind of get that in any every, time. Every RPG needs that. They because do. Because if I, if I don't play for like even just as little as like two, three days, I'm going to start forgetting for for whatever reason. I just, I'll start forgetting things. Um, the worst is the story, or I guess the worst are the controls, but it's bad when you forget the story. So I'm glad that they include that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, uh, Xenoblade. We can keep talking about it, but we'll wait till next week. It's the classic I've slept since then mentality. <laughs> like, <laughs> literally had a million things going on, and now I've slept since then, and I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I do the same thing. I, I'm actually dreading going back to Final Fantasy VII, but there's a pretty good synopsis. So, ah. <laughs> so we're going to do the dollar challenge? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. I definitely didn't win, so I'm not going oh, first. No, I didn't win. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll start, and then we can just go downhill from there. Because I, th- uh, I, think, I think I got second place last week, so... Yeah, oh, do we, but, we, we didn't do a poll last week, did we? Did we find no, it? I, f- I forgot to do polls. Oh, man, I want to know who won. Too many polls. I'm sorry. I, if it makes you feel better, I won. Your last so. name's Poland. How do you forget the polls? How do you forget the polls, JP? I won? Yeah. Well, hold on. No. No, it doesn't work that way, JP. It doesn't Everything work. works that way, Barry. <laughs> no. Welcome to my world. No. Um. All right, let me start it off. So I picked Kotodama... The Seven Mysteries of Fujisawa from PQ Games. 
I did cheat because they posted that it was like on a super This is sale. the third week in a row that JP cheated. That means three strikes and you can't win this week because you cheated. I want everybody to realize how I play this game. It's called <laughs> JP wins. Um, I don't care how. I don't care <laughs> what I have to do. I don't know I how win. good Barry's is, but you ain't going to win this week, JP. <laughs> okay. Well, this game was twenty nine. Is twenty nine ninety nine on the eShop. It did get a physical. It was 99 cents and still is as of right now. So to me, super sale. Um, the game is, it's a mixture of a visual novel plus a uh, match three type of game where you're a new transfer high school or you're uh, a new student in the high school. You join this occult club and I'll be honest, I didn't play too much of it, unfortunately, but um, I played a little bit. Hmm. Um, and as you're trying to uncover um, these mysteries, seven mysteries, you play the match three game and the way that it works, and I'll just, really here so i don't butcher it you battle key characters using kotodama the power of words interrogation battle sees you stripping your target naked exposing the truth behind their lies so yes as you're playing the game and you're doing your match three you're essentially undressing the character that's on the screen all the way down i believe to their bra and panties and i think there's also male characters too um but it's a it's an interesting game it's a very well done very anime stylish and it encourages you to play multiple times to get the full story so you're not going to be just playing it through once um you also have a fiendish you can do fiendish puzzles in fantasize mode to perfect your high score so you can guess what that mode is uh but yeah overall i mean it it seemed fun and it was 99 cents and to me it's like all right it, it got a retail release it's normally 30 dollars. it's a buck even though I own it physically, a dollar I'm gonna add it to you know to my uh, collection digitally. But uh, I like match three games. I think it's fun. Visual novels I'm trying to get into more, so you know it has that appeal too. So overall, I would say check it out. PCube is also just a great company. I like them a lot. Uh, they're very supportive of, of Switch Core, so you know that gets my vote as well. Uh, but yeah, it's Kotodama, The Seven Mysteries of Fujisawa. It's 99 cents on the eShop. Go download it now. And thank you, we won, and we can just move on now. <laughs> Definitely didn't win, JP. <laughs> All right. So Cheated are again. Next? Are um, we saving you for last then? I got second last week, so I got to go second this week. All right. Um, what, what game you got? So the game that I picked this week, um, regularly $5, cost me 16 cents. Um, so it was the same percentage as yours, like 96% off, Uh um, Wrecking Ball Adventure. Wrecking Ball Adventure. And so this game, um, is a physics-based 2D platformer, has a retro aesthetic to it with 3D graphics, kind of look, reminded me a lot of, like, Portal with the color scheme and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, it is a, um... It's cleverly incorporated into 60-plus levels in story mode. Um, You beat the story mode by yourself, or you can bring up to three friends to play local four-player co-op. You roll, jump, and swing using a trusty grappling hook to traverse around levels. And as you, like, roll into walls, you bounce, like, really far. And you can, like, time bounces to collect orbs and different pieces to get stars and things. Um, You wreck through walls. You avoid threats and and traps. And if you die or something, you go back to the next checkpoint. So it's only a time um, issue that you get penalized. Like, you don't ever actually die. Um, you unlock more stages with the more stars that you collect, and you discover the dark secret of evil super common. Roll your way 
out of jail. Um, there's a practice mode as well, as well as an endless mode where you can survive as long as you can. Um, you can when you play the endless mode, you can play like four player endless mode and see who survives the longest, which is like super crazy. Um, but to me, like it was published, um, it was developed by Don't Bite the Devs um, <laughs> and published by Cubic Games. It was be- released back uh, last year in August in 2019. But it was available for 16 cents. So 16 points, and I got this game. Um, Super addictive. I couldn't put it down when I started playing it. Um, Went through the entire first world to get an experience of of the game. And it doesn't take super long because each level is kind of like a Super Mario Bros. 3 or Mario World-like style of, like, length. And mm-hmm. if you want to just fly through it real quick, you can, or you can go around and collect all of the little things to get, you know, unlockables and find the stars. And it's not like the stars are super hidden either. They're like, some of them you can see them, and then you got to figure out how to, like, bank your ball to be able to get to that star. And then you mm-hmm. realize, oh, I can press a button and use a grappling hook. And then you can swing right over to it like Tarzan. Or you, like latch onto a platform and swing the ball around the platform to get on top of it and then crash through a wall. And it's like, I love the physics-based stuff. It's kind of like World of Goo does its physics-based stuff and other games where they have physics-based puzzle platformers. It kind of reminds mm-hmm. me of like the classic on the computer Armadillo Run and stuff like that too. Um, but for 16 cents, you can't go wrong. Like, super fun game and highly, highly recommend it. Nice. That's a good uh, second place game for this week. No, I, Very I, nice. I, I think Jeffrey won this well, week. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We haven't heard yours yet. <laughs> yeah, what, what did you actually get, Barry? Bring it home, Barry. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not so cocky where I don't think Barry. I think Barry could get something good. <laughs> no, I, I lost for sure. Oh, no. I, Do you remember I, Paper I, Airplane? I got Paper <laughs> Airplane 2. No, no. I, I went for, for some things that just seemed so ridiculous. I, I watched the trailer. I'm like, I this is the, the most terrible thing game in terms of plot in imaginable and i'm like i something compelled me i'm like i have to just give this a try and it was absolutely worse than i could ever imagine um <laughs> i i went for for ski sniper oh um, no heck yeah yes which was normally 4.99 it was on sale for 49 cents so 90 percent oh. off uh, I'd like to let out. you know that it's making me put in my age for this game. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, it absolutely will make you put in your age. So it, it came out February 28th, 2020. <laughs> it's by Ultimate Games. And pretty yeah. much what you do is you pick a point around a ski hill, and oh you, you sit there, and, and skiers will go down, and you pull a sniper rifle out. And no! You <laughs> no, you don't. <know. laughs> How? Oh my god. Barry might and win. It, I don't know. It's <laughs> so like X-ray vision when you like shoot and hit. And like the X-ray goes right through. See them like blow up. <laughs> Is there blood? Oh, there's blood in the whole the whole like the whole uh, ski ramp just gets like bloody and <laughs> And people keep going? <laughs> You have like multiple people uh, going down at the same time and you you have different sniper rifles you can get and you can like hold your breath to get a little bit more uh, steady and sure enough, all the different distances. Do you see them like get off the ramp, like still go down the ramp and do the jump? 
see them at the start. It's like shows them at the start and then you see them kick off and you watch them, you know, go down the whole ramp in real time and like launch into the air. And like, then you pull your gun and you what? fire. I'm looking at the uh, pictures right now online. Okay. Oh my God. There's like, oh. it like does like the um, x-ray vision as yeah. you hit their brain. Oh. Or <laughs> so I would, I, I'm just going to interject here because I feel that it's worth reading the Nintendo Switch eShop description I don't even know how this game got approved, but this is this is literally verbatim the description. Have you ever wondered how difficult it is to shoot a ski jumper on the fly with a sniper rifle? <laughs> Smiley face. Ski what? sniper gives you perfect opportunity to find out. Discover all the sniper weapons, including a crossbow. Complete objectives to get special rewards. Watch your perfect shot trajectory from the special bullet camera perspective. Admire bullet damage in the x-ray mode. Choose your perfect sniping spot and become the best ski sniper around the world. Now, how this game doesn't have a physical, I'm, I'm just not sure. But well, I will. Physicality. Hey, how much was it for you? It's forty nine cents. It's four ninety nine again. Um, it might be one of those because you downloaded something. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna log in because I feel like now I need to get this game, even though. I, I refuse to review it, actually. We got an option to review, and I was just like, I just feel morally wrong for some reason about this game. Like, I just don't feel right killing people, like, in this kind of setting. <laughs> I guess my morals were, you know, I just oh, took a stance on this it, game. It was one of those things where I was like, all right, this is so ridiculous. And I will say this, it is hard. <laughs> like, it is really hard to hit people. Uh, I, I only hit a couple. I have more misses than anything else. Which was kind of good. Maybe it was like me subconsciously, like, no, don't hit them. But uh, when you hit them, oh, you know it. <laughs> it's still four ninety nine. Well, so I mine's uh, down twenty percent off to three ninety nine. If I look right now, so this sale might have ended. I ha- I what? tweeted my picture with the forty nine cents. Mm-hmm. I should oh, look yeah. in my email in my well, inbox to see if I well, still have the code. It sounds so terrible that I want it, but I'm not going to pay four dollars for. It. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Do yourself a favor and watch the trailer because the oh. trailer is better than the picture because you see it in action. And it, I watched oh the trailer on the on the Nintendo eShop. I watched the trailer and I was like, "Yeah, okay, I got to try this." Are you Are you surprised though that this game got approved? Hundred yes. percent. How did it get approved? <laughs> it's like it's Columbine. Terrible. Let's have Columbine the game, like the ski. Oh my god! I have so from long ago. They gave me a code. Huh. I could play it, and then I don't even know if I feel right sharing screenshots of this on like Twitter. Like it just feels so wrong. <laughs> and you know, we have we play games that you shoot people and first person shooters, and for some reason it feels more justified in that setting. And here it's more like you're just being a murderer, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like for no other reason than like ah, it's a pretty snowy day. I'm just gonna you know perch right up here on on the rooftop and just you know shoot some snipers. You got, you have a lot of you shoot, shoot some snipers. You mean shoot some skiers. Um, there's a lot of different places like the, you, there's one of them like is even the, the, the ski lift. So you're moving and you have to like aim while moving. Like I was surprised. There's like maybe like 10 different spots and each one gives different distances, um, so, away. So two things based on never playing this game is one, I kind of really want to try the crossbow and two, I wish I could be the skier and see if I could out dodge the sniper. Um, well this crossbow, you start off with, uh, like the worst weapon and you have to, you have to kill a few people to get money to buy up to the crossbow. Now, so is there a story? Like, do you have like a, a mission log that says like, nope. so and so Petrovsky is the you know um, 
a bad guy and he's skiing on nope. the Alps today? It's no? Just, oh, okay. I'm going to pa- pick up my sniper uh, <laughs> rifle. I'm going to go over to the local slopes. I'm going to perch here. and I'm just going to randomly kill some people trying to have a good day. Hey, this game has RPG elements. You just, <laughs> <laughs> I just heard RPG elements in a sniping the ski jumpers game. Barry, congratulations. You won this week. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Did I really? This I think I, I think you won just for the sheer craziness of it. And you know what? This game got us talking more than any other game. It's true. <laughs> I don't know if I uh how I feel about it, but I think I'm gonna get it because I, I, I just need to try it, I guess. And after hearing JP your says uh, he's your gonna get it, it, he has it for oh. free. So okay. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna... If that code's still good. good. Good luck hitting people, though. I will say that. Like, there's yeah. a lot of places. Like, you will, it will take you a while. So it doesn't have, play too well? It, it doesn't. I mean, aiming is fine, but it feels like you put them in your crosshair and pull the trigger, and you feel like that should have hit. And, it, so, like... To be fair, this is published by Ultimate Games, and yeah. they're very nice people. Like, I've talked to them through email, but they are one of those companies that just release game after game after game, like car mechanic simulator, car trader simulator, like those kind of games. And there was a game, I don't even know if I mentioned it like a week or two ago, but it was finally on sale and it looked, it looked really good. You know, it was like Alaska off-road challenge. It was like a dollar 49. And it's like, you know, you just have different vehicles driving in the wilderness of Alaska. The graphics look good. I was like, okay, I kind of like those games. It was only a buck 49. It was from them. And it was just horrible. I mean, like, you try and turn the car, you're flipping over. You hit a tree, you're flipping over. And it's not even like you're racing. You're just like literally like trying to maneuver around trees in the woods. And it was just so bad. And, you know, that's kind of, I think, what they're synonymous for w- with games on the Switch. Like, if you want to talk shovelware games, unfortunately, like, they're the ones who kind of bring them to the mm. system. So when I saw Ski Sniper, I was like, wow, this is very different from, you know, mechanic repair, doctor simulator. And I'm just like... I guess it makes sense if the aim isn't that good and it's not that. So you know. I will say, JP, I'm kind of glad that there's a little bit of up cost to publish on the Switch with the cartridges because that kind of avoids these type of games getting a physical easily. Oh, I buy it. Don't get me the, wrong. Because the Wii, but but the Wii, like you could literally print yeah. discs like like candy. Yeah. So it's super easy. And so luckily, with a little bit of up cost, it keeps a lot of these type of games just getting mass produced. Which is however good. they could do a compilation. Oh my! I was just thinking that a fifty yeah. and one <laughs> ultimate game action fifty two action fifty two action fifty two this Oof. this would be a perfect game for action fifty two like switch I, if someone, switch if action someone has, 52. if someone has a a hint on how to really make those those hits stick. <laughs> Um, that'd be great because, like I said, I, I only hit him a couple times, and I tried. My wife tried, and she couldn't hit. And like we were just watching this, like just mortified. Like, like we we started making little stories for like the skiers because there is none. Like here I am, just a casual day. Am I going to survive today? You know. I'm surprised you made them out to be good people. I would have done the reverse and been like, I'm a bad, you know, philanderer or adulterer, and you know this guy's taking me out. And okay, that's JP's real nature's coming out. <laughs> hey, Barry's the one who got a game about sniping people, not me. You're buying it, JP. I, you're, you're getting it though. I got it. Yeah, he I, just I made it the game of the, the game of the week. <laughs> you yeah. I won <laughs> because Barry was so excited. He needed the win. He needed the W. I, I even said I lost. I came out and yeah. said I lost. <laughs> See, that's the best way. Is you know, JP's defeat. <laughs> All right, so that was our underdollar challenge. And for anyone yeah. listening. If you find games under a buck, 
comment, let us know, tag us, because there's so many games on the eShop, and there are good games, yeah. and there's bad games and fun games and everything in between. And, and we weird games where you all. mutilate people with a sniper uh, rifle on ski stuff. <laughs> you undress people by playing match three. I think, I think we should we should make it. Yeah, like, am I the only one who didn't have a perverted game or a, a, a morbid game? Because JP's got a perverted undress well, people game. You didn't get to the second world yet in your game, so... That's true. Second Not world. Uh, I think ball. we should make a new stipulation, though. The game yeah. can't have physical. True. Because, okay. Fair enough. Otherwise, yeah. it's, well, here's, well, guess what? You know, Mario, you know, new Super Mario Brothers new <laughs> deluxe on sale for 99 cents in this freak sale. Oh, that's going to be my game. Well, obviously you're going to tromp that way. So we, we need I to will. make it so it can't have a physical. So, okay, you know so. what I would also like to do? Because we keep picking clearly like very different games, which is good. Um, that could be kind of like the free week, but I would like to start doing genres and like, maybe theme. we pick a genre like platformer and or we, we could do a theme find... like the worst games so we could many. find there, <laughs> so platformers and we might, we might pick right. the same game. Well, to be fair, it's not every week we're doing a platformer. There should be more than three games out there that we don't have, but should be. there should be, there should be. I, we we need to kind of find some kind of like commonality because then it, I think it can make it more fun in terms of a, a true challenge because we're all you know basing it off of like oh these are all visual novels these are all horror games as opposed to like oh I've got a puzzle game that strips people you're shooting people and I got Jeffrey's a robot so I got you know, no it's not a robot I got a I got a a 2.5D physics-based platforming game. Yes, you it's, do. It's a platform. Yeah. See, then, if someone doesn't like a particular genre, then it, then they're instantly going to go into the challenge more negatively, like, I yeah. have to do this thing. Yeah. Whereas if it's freeform, it's like, oh, I want to try to find the craziest game or the cheapest game or the worst game. Whatever I, I feel like this week. <laughs> yeah, whatever it's like. So I mean, I'll game i'm gonna be like well i hate scary games so i'm not really gonna enjoy this and yeah. that's when you give me blood breed and i'm like oh thanks jp thanks, i don't know what JP. you have against blood breed <sighs> blood breed's a great game it was fine anyway now I, w- I will say we could do like one week whoever has the the wor- the weirdest game or something yeah, like that. We, that. we can go weird like so that way we're not like focusing on genre because if we do genre like right. there are so many but like we do weirdest or the longest or uh, whatever like the we go mm-hmm. retro looking or we go 3D or uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah I, I think like after like we had some weird ones last week like I had some weird ones this week had some cool ones this week. I think we should go for um, the weirdest next week. Weirdest game. Okay. Weirdest. Can I get weirder than shooting skiers? I mean, I already kind of did that. You, you, definitely, you definitely set the bar with that one, Barry. <laughs> the bar very low. You mean you haven't played Ultimate Games Bunny Blast? All right. Yeah. <laughs> challenge accepted. <laughs> oh we're, we're about to get weird. That's all I got to say. We're going, like, this week was two weird games, and I went normal. <laughs> no. So, so, okay. Segway time. Boom. Um, I kind of wanted to bring up one thing that, Barry, you actually brought up last week, which was the okay. Ambassador Program. Yeah. And I don't know if you watched it, but Wood actually put out a new video, I think, today. Uh-oh. where he explains it because you know i think the initial thought after he mentioned that he was gained or he got dropped from the ambassador program was that they were changing it up but it, apparently according to his video he was the only one that was let go oh and he kind of got like mixed messages from um from the marketing team that that's hired by nintendo to handle the program because you know they told him that it wasn't his content or anything like that 
They kind of gave him a vague answer. And then the next day they were like, or in that email, they were like, you know, can you please remove any mention that you were a brand ambassador from your channel, your bio, your description, blah, blah, blah. You know, thank you for you know all you've done. And then the next day they were like, oh, would you like codes for these games? <laughs> and he, and like, it was just very confusing to him. And then they kind of came back to him and said like, it had nothing to do with the content. They were just going in a different direction. So they didn't, it doesn't sound like they really gave him a clear answer. Um, but he said he talked to other ambassadors and nobody else was dropped or anything like that. Um, so we're not really sure. I don't think he's really sure what happened. But as of now, it sounds like the ambassador program still exists. Um, that's good. Yeah, I kind of wanted to just Gives JP hope. <laughs> yeah. But see, well, that's, that's weird, though. That's the worst way to let somebody go. Yeah, and he, and you know what? I, it's I like not wood. you, it's me. It's yeah. not you, it's me. <laughs> and I like Wood. I mean, I've gotten to talk to him a few times, and I like his channel. Like, you could tell he's very passionate about yep. the Switch and Nintendo. And, you know, it makes me worried, I guess, like as a person who wants to be an ambassador, if, you know, they didn't like his content. Because all I'm thinking is, like, great, on my Twitter channel, I do sales. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just. Like, oh, I'm just going to do news and Nintendo and stuff. But it's like, oh, do you want to buy my games? And that could be taken the wrong way if somebody's looking at that. Because then it's like, oh, you're using your cloud to try and sell stuff. But, you know, he has almost now almost a million followers on on YouTube, which is insane. Like he's wow. near followers that. Like, or get subscribers. Subscribers. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, he's, what's at, getting... he's at like nine hundred and sixty, eighty thousand. Like he'll get there. And Dude. I mean, all his content is Nintendo, and it's just. I mean, I'm. You could tell like he was hurt. Like you're watching the video, and you just feel for him because like he's, he really is a nice guy. And he's passionate, and it's just like, huh, that's interesting that they would do that. And I don't. And as far as I know, like he hasn't done anything that should kind of like make them dismiss him. Like I haven't seen any controversy or anything like that. But you know, someone that you know, I I am trying to be an ambassador. I've I've reached out to them, but it makes you nervous because it's like, well, what are they really looking for? Like, yeah. do I have the right content? I don't know. Um, but, you know, like he said, nothing's going to change. He's still going to do, you know, Nintendo videos. He's still supporting them. And yeah, I, I feel bad for him. That's really what I want to say. Hmm. Uh, you know, they, I hear they, they feel if people cheat at the under a dollar challenge, then they're not <laughs> looking for them. For uh, Yeah, that might be a crap. disqualifier bear. Did I yeah. say Kodadama was my game? No, I meant Bloodbreed. Bloodbreed. <laughs> <laughs> but no, right. I, I feel bad for him too. I think I think that's just Nintendo has never been really good with communication. I mean, look at the whole Wii U debacle. Um, they're just for some reason they just don't know how to use words and use them properly. And this whole thing, uh, it almost feels like they realize the story got bigger than they probably anticipated because mm -hmm. of their mixed message, and they're trying to clear it up, but they don't know how to clear it up, kind of like Nintendo's Wii U presentation where they tried to clear it up and they still failed. Um, so it's one of those things where I feel for him. I think his content was fine. Some people don't like him. Some people like him. There's nothing wrong with, with that. But he still was like all Nintendo. He was pushing mm -hmm. Nintendo. Um, he, he was a voice for Nintendo, and, and a lot of people picked up games because of mm -hmm. him. And he's got a, a large following. So... I don't know why you would, what direction you want to go in. We, you know, do you want to go with the people who hate Nintendo or something? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! What if I get an email now? Are you saying I hate? No, I don't hate Nintendo. Maybe, maybe they're looking for the smaller guys now. They want to go for smaller people. Maybe, maybe they they finally want to utilize Twitter, and that's where I live. So <laughs> you never know. But either way, um, yeah, I just felt you know we brought it up last week, so there's a follow up to that. Yeah. 
Um, so before we get into upcoming games, what we got in, because we didn't talk about what we got in last week, so we normally do news, but I think we oh. should talk about the games that we got, because there's been games that have been coming out. Yeah. So I uh, so, so th- this week I got nothing in. It was great. All right, that was easy. <laughs> <laughs> I literally got nothing in. Like Honestly, I got in. Too. I got in like two hundred plus. Uh, Jeffrey Wittenhagen's Black Box Challenge on the NES cartridge. Well, there you go. You got some games in. <laughs> I got that. Um, did I, Did I talk about that? I got in the GameStop deal games. Oh no, we were talking about the GameStop deal, but I don't yeah. think you told. Yeah, I don't think you told us what you got. So basically, I ordered. Um, the GameStop had the buy two, get one free on everything, including new. So I got three mm-hmm. new games that I didn't have, um, and n- all of them came opened. Mm-hmm. Um, none of them came with manuals, which I think that they didn't come with them, but we'll verify right here live mm-hmm. on the podcast. Um, so first of all, I got Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection. Mm-hmm. Good game. Um, and then I also got a game that I've had the... Um, the collector's edition from JP, but never had the game since JP got me the collector's edition without uh, the game because he's, he's a sucker. Um, but <laughs> but I got Tales of Vesperia definitive. Edition. Oh yeah, nice, great game, great amazing, game. amazing game. I played the original um, on the 360, and then I got the second version on the PS3, nice. and then now I got this version, and I have the sealed collector's edition that I haven't opened yet. Um, You're welcome. I never it's had the, the PS4 game. steelbook. <laughs> PS4 yeah. Steelbook because um, people hate That's us. Um, uh-huh. And then the third game, and this was my free game because they were all the same price. I think they were all $40 games on there. Um, mm-hmm. Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch, which right. is an amazing game. I loved it. Never. Again, all of these games, with the exception of Street Fighter, um, played like the beginning part for hours and never actually beat it. The, the one that really disappoints me, though, from a GameStop bought it brand new perspective is Tales of Vesperia has, like, damage on the top of the cover. Ooh. Like, oh. like like the red uh, switch has, like, white marks and then oh. at the uh-huh. top. And it's a white cover on the front and there's, like, a black mark. And, like, I was like, how are you going to send a, quote-unquote, brand new game that is obviously used because there are, like, marks on the cover? Mm-hmm. And and it's and like the other two, they look new. They're flawless. But like I paid for three new games. They definitely send me. I think that one said like hold on it or something. But it, I think it was a floor copy. Mm-hmm. Like, but you then, can probably go to a local GameStop now that they're starting to open up and exchange it. Yeah, I mean, did, I'm no, gonna did, risk COVID to get a new case. That's right. Did any <laughs> of these three games? I know the Bang, Bandai Namco games usually don't come with it. But did any yeah, of these yeah. three games come with a um, manual? I don't. Yeah, you should. I should have remembered to check before, but I don't think Street Fighter came with anything. Yeah. Um, fun fact, though, in Japan, they did make an anniversary collection that came with like an art book packaged with it. Of course they but, did, because we America. Because America. Get that. Yeah, I was going to say, you have to remember, the, two of them may be Bandai Namco, but the other one's Crapcom, and sometimes they don't even put the game in there, <laughs> let alone a manual. So be thankful you have the game there. <laughs> <laughs> what did we figure out when I was uh, doing the definitive that Xenoblade 2, like my copy, because I got the collectors, it didn't come with a mm-hmm. case in it? <laughs> I, was no like, case. I was like, what? <laughs> How did that happen? You know, it's funny. So like this past week, you mentioned that I was like, oh, I'm a variant cover collector and I sold a lot of my collector editions and the first party Nintendo games, whenever they have a collector edition that comes with the case, 
it's always a different backing. And sometimes there's like no ESRB rating on the front. So like uh, Fire Emblem Warriors, for instance, had a different cover. Um, and, and I got Xenoblade 2, or I got Xenoblade uh, the first one, and I bought the collector's edition. I was like, oh, it has a different back than the retail. And I'm starting to look through my shelf. I'm like, crap, I sold my Xenoblade Chron- uh, Chronicles 2. And then I realized, wait a minute, that came with the steelbook. That's why I sold it initially. There was no actual case in the U.S. But I, I don't like that because, like, overseas, they give you both. Yep. And that's what it should be. Like, yeah. don't give me. And didn't uh, Smash Brothers with Smash the controller Brothers. do that also? Fire Emblem Three Houses as well. All yeah. the, the three collector's editions that we've gotten in America with steel books have only had the steel books, where every other place actually has both, and the rest of the steel books we didn't get unless it was a Best Buy thing, which didn't Gross. count. So it was yeah. Yeah. I don't but like Nintendo it. Nintendo just doesn't understand. I don't like it. Um, I mean, because my thing is, even with my collection, I display all the cases, and then all my limited stuff is you know, in my closet on display with the cool stuff that I can, and then everything else is, you know, stacked neatly inside cubes. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't have room to display all of them, except for my top five, I have, like, the, the limited stuff, with the exception of Mario Odyssey, because mm-hmm. Nintendo, Nintendo didn't do anything for that amazing game, um, except for a later release. But um, that's the thing, though. So, like, with, with Xeno 2, like, I have no copy on my game collection shelf because mm-hmm. I, I literally don't have a case for it and so now i could go to like uh nintendo and, and get a <laughs> and get a case you know a blank case mm-hmm. and print one second hand which is like a bit <laughs> a bit much though just to you know peak my need of wanting all the games on my shelf so it's like ah well i'm just mad that i have to get the Link's awakening dreamer because it had a different backing and i was like ah I shouldn't have sold those collector editions. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, they, they do it all the time. It uh, makes me mad because I went on eBay and actually, so on eBay this week, I, I well, when I get to it, I'll talk about it. See, is, and, is it and, just a different, like, this is not for resale or is it actually different back entirely? Different back entirely. Different. Uh, the front. So, okay, sorry. I'm hijacking well, Jeff. Well, I, I, will, I will say, JP, at least this is giving you that organic game hunting experience because you have such a happy trigger finger to sell everything so that's good because like i get to have that because i'm not buying everything and i just throw stuff into my backlog Uh um so that's where i got these sales help me out and then i can get a game for free and pick up some amazing games that i haven't played i mean i've been wanting to play all the awesome arcade street fighters on my switch for a while i've just been waiting um so like it's cool and, there, and honestly, that there was probably 20 games that I could have gotten with the sale. Um, a lot of them weren't available online, so like I'd had to go into the store, which I wasn't going to do. But mm-hmm. um, but it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, we got to give JP more of these organic game hunting experiences. So keep well, selling, JP. Keep selling. Yeah, but the problem is I can't go to stores. I have to go to eBay or through people. Because... June 15th. June 15th it opens for us. What does? Stores. Really? Non-essential retail, June fifteenth. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I'm not going. But uh, <laughs> no, for me it's harder because like I go on eBay and I have to have a picture of the back case. And so many people either show the front and then they show the cartridge, and a few people will show the back. And I got lucky yeah. with Fire Emblem Warriors because it was like thirty bucks and it was still sealed. So the guy bought the special edition, took out the game case, kept it sealed, and then sold it. And I got it for thirty bucks. I was like, okay, that's not bad. But now like the either like the Breath of the Wild 
Mario Odyssey, Splatoon 2, Link's Awakening. Nobody sells them individually, and I'm not ready to shell out like cost or more for the special editions that I once had. So you're right. I mean, to me, like I'll be hunting online primarily, but it is something to keep in my mind now moving forward that when they come out with a collector's edition, I probably should just buy that one. And then, well, at, and then the later point, buy the standard edition for cheap. I like how you mentioned eBay too, because like, unless I want to bother yourself or Barry, like constantly when I'm doing like volume two research for the switch collector, like I just go to eBay to look at the back of the box. If I don't own it to find mm-hmm. out exactly how many players there are. Like, otherwise I gotta uh, be like, Hey, can you send me a picture of the back? Cause I'm not using the backs of the boxes in the book. Like, cause, but I use that store. Yeah. But I use that in, you know, that information in the book. Right. Like I, I have my own graphical breakout that I created. So that way, and then it's a yes or no on the internet and some stuff, if it says download in there, I'm putting yes. So, right. <laughs> but nice. yes, but instead of like bothering Barry and GP, I kind of just <laughs> go to eBay <laughs> well, real if, quick. If, and if you have a question, feel free to ask. It's you're not never bother. bothering. You're never me a yet. bother. Oh, I'm doing this stuff at weird hours and things. Well, <laughs> if, even if when we, I go to sleep, if we don't respond immediately, we'll respond when we wake up. Yeah. There you go. And then I'll be like hours into yeah, something work. else. <laughs> like hours. Well, it doesn't so. matter. Even if you say like, how many players is this? Or could you send me a picture? And it's hours no, later, you've gone to bed. You could always, when you get ready to do it again, scroll up and see the picture. So There you so, go. It's not so time sensitive. The way it is, because the way my brain works, I have to have the motivation to um, knock it out. And I'm pl- I'm doing like book editing for like four or five hours straight. And then I don't go back to it for like a week because mm-hmm. then I, I go to something else and then I go to Switch games or other stuff. So like it may not be another couple days till I get back to it or a week because mm-hmm. I mean unless the book's actually funded and people are waiting on it, like it's literally just a, a side thing. And then by the time I we get ready to like launch volume or year two, I'll have volume two and three completely done templated and templated for writing too like it'll mm-hmm. be because i don't like backers having to wait um mm-hmm. so continue on you guys actually probably got some games on like me so <laughs> should i go second uh, uh i'm trying to even think for myself i got the naruto ultimate ninja 4 finally came in after after months of mm-hmm. being overseas yeah and i really i have a lot of things still supposed to be coming um <laughs> actually barry what? me too i had so many updates of shipping things i got nothing in the mail i had like <laughs> yeah. a letter in my damn mailbox and i'm like how is there only a letter i had like 27 different shipping updates i, no. I still have so many packages from like PlayAsia and overseas that are just slowly trickling and getting here oh, um yeah. and oh uh yeah yeah it was last week i, I said i got far lap that finally mm-hmm. came in, which got restocked, by the way. Which is it cool did. Actually, yep, sure it's got to restock. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. It's been a sadly dead week just because things haven't come in. My turn. Go ahead. hundred <laughs> things. Go ahead. Here we go. GP. I had to go to my photo. Thank God I take photos of everything because I never remember. It was funny. So when we first started this playcast, whenever uh, like the week we were gonna. Uh, record i always kept the games like in the dining room and i just stacked them up so when we recorded i could read them and then after a while i was like i'm just gonna you know put them on the shelf and then i just couldn't remember what i bought or what a picture jp of it all right so now i take pictures um so going in order of my picks i got the the peggy rated far lap that barry got i got arcade spirits in a visual novel game i got 
MotoGP20, which is a physical, so it's just a digital code in the case. Even though the previous years work uh, cartridges, so I have yeah. no idea of, you know what made them change that. Um, then I also got in. Wait, you got those this week or last week? Well, I don't think we talked about it last week. Oh, yeah, because I got all those last week. Yeah, so I'm <laughs> I'm just catching up now. Um, no, I got, I got nothing in this week. I only got those three games in like two weeks ago. Yeah, so I got Snooker 19 Gold Edition, which was a European release. And for those wondering, it's the exact same cartridge as in Snooker 19, and the DLC content is a code in the case. So you have a different case that says Gold Edition, but the cartridge is identical. So for people wondering, um, I got that in. I opened it up just to make sure. Um, we all got Xenoblade Chronicles in. We didn't talk yeah. about that. Technically, oh, we yeah. <laughs> I did get that game in. We did get that. Um, oh, also- I got something. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I did get that in. I got that in. Huzzah. Then, My bad. My bad. I lied, everyone. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> I don't know. I think Amazon US just shipped this out early because the actual release date is um, June 9th in the US. Oh, yeah. But I got the Oddworld Stranger's Wrath HD Limited Edition. Um, it came out last week in the UK, and we're not supposed to get it until the 9th. But for whatever reason, they got the limited ones in early. They shipped them out. Then they sold out. And now they have it as a pre-order for next week. Um, I will say this, though. It's really cool um, if you're into collector editions and limited editions because Microids announced that they were doing three Oddworld games. So Stranger's Wrath is one. Munch's Odyssey is the second. And they haven't announced the third, but we're all thinking it's the uh, new and tasty. And what's really cool is that on one side of the spine of the, the sleeve or like the slip cover, it's a picture. So it's like a piece of a picture with Abe. So I'm pretty sure when you buy all three limited editions and you put them together, it makes just one picture on the spine. And I just love that. Uh, so it definitely encourages me to buy all three of the uh, limited edition ones. So I want to let people know in case you were wondering about that. And it's only $5 more than the standard. So go with the, the limited. I also got in from Amazon Spain, Mega Party, a two tooth adventure. Um, it's plus 40 games, so it's like lots of mini games. Um, I guess Tutuf is like a famous French comic or show or something, um, and they made a game about it. Uh, so I got the English cover in because last year the French cover came out. So, of course, I had to buy the English. Um, then in Japan, I got Synaptic Drive and Umihara Kawasi Bazooka in. Mm. Um, the Bazooka game is getting a U.S. retail, a U.K. retail, a UK limited through uh, strictly limited games. And then I just bought the Japanese one because I'm impatient. Uh, then I got in as I'm scrolling, I got some anime in that nobody cares about. I got the Evercade in. I feel like I should just mention that. The Evercade's awesome. Mine hasn't even shipped yet. <laughs> I'm no, jealous. I, no, no, shipping. no, no, don't be jealous. I canceled my Amazon US one because they pushed it to June 18th. Yeah, I, I went for the UK one too, and it still hasn't come. Like well, fun stock. You did the, the, the all 10 one? Yeah. Yeah. So what I did is um, I went to Video Games Plus and I did like the, the triple pack one because I saw they had it in stock and then I paid the 20 bucks for like two day shipping and it came in one day because I just, I just couldn't wait because I didn't want to. Um, so that's how I got it. But they did say, Funstock did make a post that they had like 25% shipped out and the rest should be like in the next few days. So yours, you should be getting an email soon. Um, and it, it's... I like it a lot. I did an unboxing on Twitter for it, and I showed just like two minutes of gameplay, like putting the card in and playing it. And I tried the uh, Data East 
cartridge. I like it a lot. I'm I'm a huge fan, and uh, it's My another set that's going to be. The issue I have with it is it has that classic emulation where the buttons aren't laid out and you can't remap them. So it's not mm-hmm. laid out like a Super Nintendo controller. So you literally have to like rotate your thumb around the side of the the handheld. That's my only complaint with that. It has that classic emulation issue. So, like, you can't do, like, YB. You have to do AB, which is on, like, the side. And mm-hmm. it's like, ugh. That's my only issue with the Evergate. Other than that, like, I like that they're actually putting, like, some newer games, like the Pico Interactive Collection, yeah. the Mega Cat Studios yeah. Collection. And that's cool. What, what really drew me is they hinted at an arcade collection. And they haven't said what that is. Like, it could be old-school arcade games. For all we know, it could be, like, the Simpsons, X-Men, Spider-Man arcade. Like, maybe, probably not. But all I'm thinking is, like, they're really, like, getting, like, a wide variety of games. And I love love compilations. So the fact that every single release is going to have anywhere from, like, 8 to 20 games on it, depending on, you know, who the, uh, the publisher is. Like, I like that. And the games are 20 bucks a piece. Like, that's super doable. I think they're only doing, like, a handful a year. They number them on the spine. So for me, it has that collectability factor. It has the manage- manageable ability factor. That's even a word. <laughs> um, and I mean, I'm I'm hooked. Like, I like it a lot. It's very affordable. I like the small cart. Like, you, you've seen it. I like PSP cases. I like Switch cases. I like Evercade cases. So I think I'm going for the full set, which should be very doable for anybody. Um, and honestly, like that fun stuff. Damn it, JP. For- now that you said that, it's going to blow up like the Switch. Yeah. Yep. Well, well, that fun, the fun stock deal, the like the ten, the all ten for two hundred bucks, that's a steal. Yeah. Like um, when you add up, the the system is like what I think they they retail the system on its own for like eighty. The cartridges are twenty, so ten times twenty is two hundred on its own, plus the eighty plus a case, which is like a twenty dollar value. Like to me, that ca- that's, free console and case. Yeah, yeah. like that's a re- and you get a coin too. You get like an old school arcade coin uh, nice. through Funstock if you did that bundle. So I, I didn't do that bundle only because I had credit on like Play Asia and they have the games on there. So that's so why that, I like that's that on Funstock.uk, you said? Yeah. Do they ship a, to the US? Yes, oh, they yeah. do. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. Yep, that's where I got it. What I want to know is are there going to be any ESRB rated versions? Don't, or no? I don't believe so. They're a UK company. Um, so Evercade is done by Blaze. Blaze Studio or Blaze something, um, but they're UK based. I believe all their games are going to have the Peggy rating. I don't think they're going to be doing uh, ESRB. That's what I figured. So, um, which, which is fine by me. You know, I actually forgot about something, JP. <laughs> yeah. I actually got in the newest issue of Mega Visions magazine, issue oh, nine, nice. and they actually like it's weird because some of the games in there, like they're not Sega. There's like a Switch game in here. Which one? Well, they have the Wonderful 101 is in here. Nice. But Mm -hmm. also, they have in like a um, game versus game, Neo versus Retro, where they have Wolverblade for the Switch. Ah. Um, Mm -hmm. But the interesting thing is, is that like being the book guy that I am, I'm like, they they have awesome art, but they put this yellow um, patina on every page. Mm-hmm. And makes everything look gritty and worn, but like all the screenshots are not sharp. So like mm-hmm. that's my only thing is like I'm looking at it and like they do zoomed in screenshots of turtles or something, and it's like gritty and like it just doesn't. I, even on the Switch stuff, it's like gritty and like it. 
Like, I, I wouldn't do that on the screenshots, like, maybe on all the text and everything else, but, like, I was like, man, you're kind of killing the awesome, like, art, that the pixel art and stuff, and giving it its own thing. It's a style, though, and it's hipster, but it's mm-hmm. really well done. Like, the artwork, the writing is amazing. The, um, right. the paper is cool. Like, like I, they actually listened to me and put the, uh, the name of the magazine and the issue on the spine now because all of the oh, spines good. were blank for a while. But mm-hmm. yeah, I forgot that I got that in the mail. So I actually did get something cool that actually had a switch relevance. So that's cool. Nice. You still got more games, don't you JP? Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so I had to break up that, that madness for a second. <laughs> I know it's too bad. We're only a switch channel. Cause now I collect original Xbox games again, but I'll stick to switch. Um, <laughs> I got the sexy brutal collector's edition from super rare games. And it was in this shipment that if you're a super rare club member, your pin came in. So I got the the really cool 2020 pin from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, then also, do do do. I got Finding Teddy 2 Definitive Edition. It's the VGNY Soft uh, US Cover Variant Edition. Um, I'm still waiting on my European one. And fun fact for those who don't know, but the Japanese cover is available through Pixel Hearts website. So it's not going to be through Play Asia this time. But if you want all three covers, two of them are from Pixel Heart and one is from VGNY Soft. So just let you know that. Um, then also I got in, uh, I got in my Tokyo 2020 game that was supposed to be the English cover, and it wasn't. Um, so I'm not going to go on a soapbox about that again. Um, again, you did that, that last week. week. Yeah, yeah. GP. You know what? I was so mad I had to talk about it last week. Um, then I did get in. TT Isle of Man Ride on the Edge 2. Um, and this game, for me, has probably been the biggest challenge game to get recently because Amazon UK, even though they had it in stock, isn't shipping it. Nobody on eBay in the US uh, had it. Um, even Amazon US, you could order it through Amazon UK. They weren't shipping it. And then I completely forgot that I pre-ordered it from base.com and then it just showed up. And I was like, hallelujah, I got the game. And what's really cool is that the uh, official Twitter account of TT Isle of Man actually responded. And they're like, so glad you got the game. Love seeing uh, new games added to your collection. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Uh, so I got that in. Mr. Then Switch. I, see, well, I that I ordered JP. from Base.com and they haven't even shipped it yet. You know yeah, what? That's I don't, special no, JP shipping. To be I ordered fair, it May 21st. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I don't think I ever got tracking. Because it just showed up, and I was like, oh, what is this? And then I was like, oh, my God, I ordered the game. Like, thank you, past self. And then I quickly canceled my Amazon one that hadn't shipped yet. So, sorry, Barry. Maybe they meant to deliver it to you, and it just came to me. Special <laughs> JP um, shipping. JP special shipping. I, I, think, I think JP hangs out outside Barry's house and just nabs up games. That's why Barry <laughs> didn't get it. He probably does. I already know the size of the Switch package, so I'm just good to go. All right. He also knows where Barry we're almost, we're almost there. I got the Fire Emblem Warriors collector edition variant case cover in and i got a game that i guess nobody else has yet um i got the hotline miami collection special reserve edition special JP uh, came shipping. in today i did an unboxing for it i got number two out of eight thousand so i thought that was pretty cool um so that was the switch games but there is one thing that we promised to talk about once i got it in Uh-oh. and that is the from etsy the manuals for yeah. Super Mario Odyssey, Animal Crossing, and Breath of the Wild. So the fan-created uh, manuals for games that don't have physicals. I have to say, though, so so we all got them in. 
I love them. You know, I'm flipping through it. I think like you could tell he put a lot of time into it. Mm -hmm. But I think what's really awesome is that there is definitely a market for this because every time that I post about these, I kid you not, the Zelda one sells out like right away. And all of a sudden I see people going like, oh, you think he's going to have more of the Zeldas? And I'm like, well, he's making them like he just has what's available at the time. But he keeps selling out of them, which I think is just great. And then he's also working or at least he will be working on Mario Kart 8, Link's Awakening, or two that I saw. There was one other game. Yeah. Three. What was the other what? one? Luigi's Mansion 3. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely saw those. Like, he posted little, like, teasers, and I was like, I thought he also posted, like, Mario Odyssey. He's doing another version of Mario Odyssey. That I didn't, I mean, it could be. I didn't see I it. I didn't see that. But, um, there was some I, kind you know, of collector's the- thing for it like a star collector's guide or something. Oh, I mean, I will say that, um, they're really well done. Like I'm flipping mm-hmm. through it. I like it a lot. Like I am definitely a fan of this because there's one other person on Twitter that I've gotten to talk to that made a custom manual NES style for arms. Yeah. I'm mad. I missed that one. Wait, just, all right. So I would say just email him. He's really nice when he kind of does like them in batches. Like he takes a, like a request list. Yeah, he took and my name down a while ago. I don't think he's done a batch. He took yet. my name down a while ago. Too. Oh, okay. In cool. fact, when we were doing the arms video, oh, uh, cool. the arms episode, and you posted about it, I reached out to him. Oh, okay. And he's like, "Oh, I put your name on the list." Okay. And then nothing. So he did, and, he did, and that's when Barry made the inherent idea to not tell you about the Tokyo 2020, <laughs> just to pay you back for not telling us about the arms manual. And now JP's about to not tell us about another name. No, I'm going to tell you, he actually made a second manual for Splatoon 2. Oh, really? Um, yeah, and I think he's finishing that up now. But um, right now, he does it as just like a nonprofit. He works with a few people. He does it, you know, labor of love. Um, so Rowan, I believe it's Rowan, who does these, he has them on Etsy. Super affordable, very detailed. Like, I mean, to be able to make a manual like that and then have it available, I'm a super fan of them because I love making the case complete and this definitely does that and especially you can just tell everybody wants a manual like it's just the thing that i see it all the time now it's just like it's surprising like we have to ask for a manual and it's been like that really for many years and we were talking about it it's surprising that some of the limited companies aren't doing manuals yes yeah red art uh should definitely i don't think red art always does one i could be wrong strictly limited doesn't always do them yeah and maybe maybe Red Art does, um, but you're right. I mean, it's just it's just it's just nice because you open up. It's just that little extra, even if it's just the controls, which you can literally go into the game, pause, and look at it. Even if it's just the little background story, it's just something in the case that just makes it more more whole. Um, and you know, we all grew up in that generation of getting manuals in the games, mm-hmm. so we're we're still used to it, which is funny because if you think about it, nowadays it's not common, but it's just ingrained in us. Like you open up the box, you get a manual. If you're lucky, you get a map. I mean, that's just like amazing. But manuals just like are synonymous so with the box and the manual cartridge. was the link to the game when you were on your way yes. home from the toy store. You were reading it, and yes. when you had to go to school the Damn next right. day, you brought it in to read it during lunch. I, you wanted to play the game, and that was your connection. I brought yeah. strategy guides into school, and I would read about the characters. I'd read about the weapons. Like I'd get like I remember Dragon Quest Eight when I got the guide. And for PS2, 
and I'm just like, you know, building it up for me because I'm like, I can't play it right now. Like you said, I got some free time at lunch or whatever. He's making me feel it. old now. Wow, now it makes you feel old. Like, <laughs> I feel old as Nintendo I'm games like, and NES games. I'm and like, you're, you're like, oh, that game <laughs> came out when you were in college. I took the school. Yeah. Like, well, wait, how old are you, Barry? I'm 37. I'm 35. And, and, I'm, not older that than, and I'm older than both of you. So. Yeah, Jeffrey's like 60. I mean, it's a big <laughs> difference. <laughs> hey, all those gray hearts are London, actually. <laughs> in high school, but by Dragon Quest VIII, it was like right after. You know, Dragon Quest VIII, I was in college. Oh, I want to say college, like uh, freshman or sophomore year. Um, maybe I even took a break. I don't even know. But no, but you know what I mean? Like you open it up and you want to see something. And, you know, sometimes the manual had not even just about the characters and the controls, but it had like a backstory that you kind of needed. Like it just it it helped you get into the game before you even turned it on. And nowadays you open it up and at best, maybe you see inner artwork, maybe you see a warning, uh, like registration stuff, a white background. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just a shame because it's just it's not that expensive to do. um, And it just it goes that extra extra mile for you know, for a true physical. So I'm glad that he's doing them. I'm glad that like he's selling out of them. Like, that's just great that the community is just like taking to them, but you know, now he's got to hire some people and just build up that demand. Cause he keeps selling out and I don't know how long it takes him to print them out and, you know, get all that stuff going, but we're going to keep him busy for a while. That's for sure. Damn right. Yeah. So I wanted to mention that mine finally came in and he, you know, he was great with like customer service too. Cause he felt so bad that, like Barry got in, who's like a town over and, you know, I'm still waiting and we thought it was lost, but it finally came in. It was great. I'm definitely going to be uh, hmm. a repeat customer of his and I hope he continues to. So now Barry, we it. know how JP gets his special shipping. He literally PMs them and guilts them into shipping. <laughs> yeah. Why did you? And so now like companies are like, let's just get JP his so he doesn't complain <laughs> on Twitter. And then they like, he gets stuff like a week early than everybody else. Can- can I just say, I, I thought this was funny. So today, um, Go Nintendo posted about the uh, Clubhouse games. And all I did was I put a tweet and I was just like, oh, man, I'm like, I wish you UPS would get here. I want to play this so bad. And like four hours later, UPS support responded to my tweet. They're like, hi there. Please contact us with our, your uh, tracking number. and we'll, we'll check it for you and we'll see what's going on. And I just, I, I tell Shannon, I start laughing and I respond back. I was like, oh, no, I'm like, you're good. I'm just. I'm just excited for the game, and I'm just like, oh man, I even have like UPS like watching me yeah. now. Yeah, JP specials did, did you, like. Did UPS you get your copy in already? So no, it it said by 11 p.m. It didn't come in by nine. I'm not. I'm not even. I'm too afraid of Jeffrey to stand up during this to go check the door. Well, so see, at least it shipped. Mine hasn't even shipped. Yet. Well, you did it. For, I do Best Buy, but like every day, like oh, I'm sorry. I also got the Outer Outer Worlds in today. Oh, see that that's just shipped for me it's coming next week well that's because amazon doesn't do same day anymore for games lately but best buy tries to and they sometimes succeed um but lately it's like it ships and then instantly it's like oh it's gonna arrive late and then like 20 minutes later oh good news it's arriving on time and then it still doesn't come and ups now like if it says it's arriving today i get it tomorrow Uh, so i don't even know if i get the best thing jp um so i told you that i got like over like hundreds of nintendo games the dhl guy delivered it and put it in front of my door so my wife couldn't even open the door to get the (laughs) like she's like she's like i had to push the door open and like i wasn't home yet so like my wife like couldn't get out i'm like well you could have went and opened the garage door and walked around she's like (laughs) oh yeah i could have done that (laughs) 
<laughs> I was like, yeah, so the DHL guy like got his revenge on these heavy packages that showed up. <laughs> so I, I do want to just say um, there is a demo now on the eShop for Clubhouse Games with four uh, games to demo. So if you're waiting and you want to play it, you can. You have four in a row, Dominoes, President, and Slot Cars to try out. Cool. I just wish my full copy would be here. Oh, so, um, okay. JP, I think a good segue into the next section. The first thing I want us to talk about, since we mentioned Strictly Limited, is the brand new game they're reviving that's a retro game that they saved from the arcade era. Yes. Oh, that's freaking big Wait deal. Wait, we started talking about the manuals, but only JP talked about the manuals. Uh, I mean, he said everything. I mean, we can still say we all love it, but like... Yeah, we love it, but it's kind of funny. Like, let's talk about this. Okay, moving on. Well, considering that oh, our, we our episode's at almost at two hours and 15 minutes now. <laughs> you know I what, mean, I was thinking, though, as we were all talking, I'm like, we seem to be on fire today. Like, we're all getting along. It's going smoothly. And then and Barry throws like, out shade. I'm like, <laughs> throwing out shade? You're like, oh, I didn't get to talk. <laughs> no, I'm, I just don't want Barry to listen talking and go, smack. what the heck? They, they didn't even all get a voice in, but now it's fine. <laughs> Barry, I'm sorry. What did you think about the man? Barry, oh, I, Barry, I, I, what, did, what, did you, what did you think about the I hated them. Barry. They were terrible. No, I'm just kidding. <gasps> so they were really good, actually. Uh... I thought they were well made, and I want to see more of them for sure. Cool. Now so, go on, Jeff. So Jeff complained about about one second, one sentence, and he bitched. <laughs> you hear that, JP? He's complaining. <laughs> <laughs> so Jeffrey's talking about Clockwork Aquario. Yeah. So this was a long canceled 1992 game um, from the creators of the Wonder Boy series. And it's getting a revival. It's, get, it's getting revived, not even a revival. It's getting revived, I believe, on the Switch. Uh, definitely on the Switch. It sounds like also the PS4 from Strictly Limited Games. And that's one of their, like, focus now is that they want to bring back, like, older games. So, like, we saw that with Ultra Core. We're seeing that now with this one. Um, and I'm perfectly fine if that's what their focus is going to be um, because it's great to see, like, these kind of games just get new life now. Um, Let's they but they announced it earlier this, this week. And I want a uh, manual for it. What's that? I want a manual for this game. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I This is one that I'll probably pick up the uh, special, the collector's edition for, because they'll definitely, I feel like they'll put that, they, they have nice collector editions, I love them, but I feel like with, like, these revival ones, it's like, you're just going to go all out. Like, this is the first time we're getting this game ever, and it was back from the 90s, so I, I hope they go retro as much as they can with their collector edition. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's... uh, I'm sorry, so, Jeffrey, did you want to say anything else about the game? I mean, I think it just looks amazing. Like, the artwork is absolutely 90s. Let's, um... Like, did they announce who they're having do, like, any of the artwork or anything? Are they going back to the 90s to hire, like, an old 90s artist, or... I don't think they went into those details yet that I saw. Hopefully they're listening, or you, or a certain J.P tags them and gives them the idea because like they need to like go all out with nostalgia on this sucker Mm -hmm. it's it's definitely deserving like this is a revival this is awesome this is like what we live for as gamers oh yeah yeah was there any other uh news that you guys wanted to bring up because i have new releases um if we have time but is there uh, anything the, else that caught your the, eye this week? I mean, the only other big news piece was that with the um, the Nintendo store had like got like a uh, something yep. thrown through the window through the uh, riots and everything, which is like crazy. 
and Mario didn't make it apparently. Poor Mario. Someone <laughs> someone posted that they like their friend grabbed him and brought him home. Some is that just like a, a staging thing in terms of Mario? Because it's like so weird to just have Mario like right outside the well, broken glass. There was like one picture where he was like laying Mario's yeah. laying in the building, and then there was another one like laying right outside by the I costume. Think it might have been staged. But even sure still, it's horrible. Um, We're in a yeah. crazy time, everyone. Oh yeah, it's, it's madness. Um, the other pieces. So now on my weekly release post, I decided to start adding like news you may have missed for like physical releases because lots of announcements get made um because it doesn't take you long enough (laughs) no no although this week surprisingly was a slower week so strictly limited games i mentioned clockwork aquario b-side games opened up pre-orders for their fifth release which is brave dungeon chronicle pack and it supports english we confirmed that um also limited run games announced that they're going to be doing the north american release of the samurai showdown neo geo collection that we thought only uh, Pix and Love was going to do, uh, minus the Japanese release that it was getting. But they're, they're going to be doing it. They will be offering a shock box, and they'll have more details to follow. Um, today we got some more information about the upcoming Mother Russia Bleeds collector edition from Special Room. Hey, um, hey, JP, before you get too far down the line, so Barry, question, since you have the other one and you prefer u.s releases right because you have the samurai showdown picks and love version right well it's coming i haven't received it yet yeah be shipping only only yeah <laughs> so open up for pre-order this week but but from a collector perspective if yeah. picks and love has the exact same shock box with the little clamp the little clamp on it which is like that one that they use for aftermarket bootleg uh neo geo games it's the same box that they use but Limited Run does a traditional shock box, like one of the plastic clamshell ones. Like, what would you rather have? Consistency um, of the shock box, or are you going to do consistency of the shock box and then get the regular edition the, for US? See, this kind of annoyed yeah. me only because they announced the Limited Run uh, version after uh, Pixel Pixel Love went up. So I actually yep. pre-ordered Pixel Love, but I pre-ordered the regular versions. Because I didn't buy that Samurai Showdown 2 for the clamshell. I bought it for the exclusive the Neo Geo game. physical. That right. was the only reason I bought it. As for the clamshells, I've got I have some AES games, you know, in the clamshells up on my shelf, but mm-hmm. I'm probably not even going to keep them. So I'm not going to put them together or anything because I have the I'm going to have the US version of Samurai Showdown on my shelf. I'm going to put the the European Samurai Showdown 2 and the English uh, Neo Geo, and I, I just don't have the room for shock boxes or collector's editions like that, so it, it doesn't bother me one bit because okay. I'm not worrying about them. <laughs> what about you, JP? Um, so now that uh, I know Pix and Love numbers their games because yeah. the, that previous one with the the Neo Geo Color Physical had a one on it, I'm buying them all, um, and I I like the shock boxes. I think they're cool. So to me, if that's the style that they're going to go with, that's going to look consistent on the shelf. So the picks and um, love beats out the limited run in this case, just because of the the style. Well, I mean, I'm still getting the limited run version. But I mean, but, there's uh, only room for for one game on the shelf, like unless, <laughs> like unless you're going to display them both next to each other or something. Yeah, I mean, well, right now my collector editions are pretty much just on shelves, like wherever I can find space. So yeah. those aren't necessarily the neatest. What I'll do a lot of times is I'll take the game out and I'll put the regular case with my Switch games, and then the collector edition kind of just goes on the shelf. 
Okay. Um, and if I can face forward it, I will. If not, then I'll spine it. But yeah, um, but yeah, they announced it. I think also at 11 a.m. when the um, Picks and Love went live. So it'll it'll be interesting to see what the price is for the limited run version because mm-hmm. I I wasn't able to get the fir- the Picks and Love first one. So like you'll have another of, chance. Yeah. Well, you don't know people don't know this, but I talked to them, and apparently they're also going to be offering the uh, Neo Geo color game separately. It sounds like. Wait, cool. really? They're going to be doing that? Mm, that's what it hinted at to me. Oh, man. So they're going to do the Neo Geo <laughs> color game separately as a shock box? No, or I don't know if there's a shock box, but they... Just it's, a physical. It definitely sounds like they're at least going to offer the game, so it may just be oh. like as a standalone. Which well, That's cool. I'm sure that's what a lot of people wanted, because the Samurai yeah. Showdown game that it was paired with was the retail game that was available in all regions. Mm-hmm. But having that exclusive uh, Neo Geo color game as a physical, that was the, the big appeal um, and that's technically what is part of their uh, numbered run. So mm-hmm. it does make sense that if they're going to reprint it again, that's what they would offer because it's number one of their release. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, at least I'll be able to get that, like, yeah. regular edition you, physically. You should be, and I'm sure they'll give enough time that I'll be able to tweet about it and let you know. Yeah. Because I know I think well, I was I'll at work or something. send you the rest of the stuff if you want. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's cool. nice. That's cool. Yeah, because I do need all those those extra pieces. Like, uh-huh. I love that stuff. I, I really, then, I, it really turns me on, Mean Gene. <laughs> oh, I will say, since we are talking about uh, pre-orders, next week actually sounds kind of light because as of right now, I don't Damn think it. anything's been announced. You just ruined so, it. It's going to be crazy now. Oh, I know. That's why I said it. Um, <laughs> he just wants more games you haven't I want, figured this out oh now. he's not wrong there, there was one other piece so on monday the 8th we were supposed to have the lrg3 yep. e3 uh presentation they postponed it to a later date which they'll reveal later so we're not getting their presentation right away but it sounds like we will still at least get it but oh, yeah. i personally was really looking forward to that i love you know we talked about this but i love their last two and you know it's always uh an abundant of abundant i think that's the word of new games it is now uh, yeah it is now so we'll have to wait a little bit longer but uh just give them a follow on social media so you can stay up to date on that hmm. i think that was really like all the big news that i saw so it was, i think it was a slower news week um yeah. as of right now nothing has been announced for limited pre-orders uh for next week but that could change and then we do have a few retail games coming out it's actually not that many so i can go through it really quick yeah. while people are still listening so <laughs> while Tuesday, they're still listening <laughs> while they're still listening well we've got their attention still after two hours and uh 20 minutes um on tuesday june 9th we have the official release of Oddworld strangers wrath hd in the u.s so that's the regular edition and the limited that we talked about on thursday june 11th in japan wonderful 101 remastered comes out physically and it does support english we are getting it and the uk are getting it in june well later in in the month um, so we're we're just getting it like a few weeks later. So since it's the same cover, I'm holding off. I'm not going to be double dipping on that. Plus, I back the Kickstarter, which comes with an exclusive, I think, slip cover. He's not going to really double cool. dip. He's going to triple dip. Triple dip. <laughs> then on Friday, June 12th in the UK, 1971 Project Helios is coming out. Um, there's only That's one cool. version of it, but it comes with a cardboard cover, uh, four character cards, stickers, and a digital soundtrack code. And you could pre-order it from Shop for Megastore if you want. Uh, that's probably the cheapest place I've seen it. Um, also in the UK, 
Dungeon of the Endless is coming out. Uh, it's from Merge Games. There's also a signature edition version on their website. And we're getting it, I think, like two weeks later in the U.S. for the standard. So we are still getting it, just not next week. Um, also from Merge Games, Spirit of the North is coming out. Uh, same thing. We're getting in the U.S. in like two weeks or so. The U.K. is getting the standard and the signature collector's edition. And we actually did a, it's our, I think it's our first video review on JP Switch Mania's YouTube channel. So you can check out some gameplay and our review of that game. And we liked it. It was good. Uh, and then also something new that's coming from Microids. It's called Microids Replay. And these are all physical releases. So it's all digital codes and cases. Uh, it's EU exclusive, but they're bringing back some games that they had done physically and they're doing it for like $15 as digital code. So their first wave is going to be Gear Club Unlimited, Moto Racer 4, Super Chariot, Siberia, and I believe Toki. Um, so those are, and Yesterday Origins. So there's a whole slew of physical releases that are coming. And of course, I'm trying to find a way to get them imported right now. Uh, but other than that, that's it for next week. So uh, not too heavy, really, for physicals. So, um... I actually got a topical thing to ask. I saw a post that I yeah. might be a cool piece to talk about. Um, so I saw a post. Uh, what do you guys do with your collector's cards that come with Switch games? Because like Limited Run does theirs. Some other companies do theirs. Um, I personally put mine like in the games, in the game cases. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. like, do any of you guys have anything creative that you do? I bought Super Rare Games Binder that they made because oh. it's custom made that each page is six slots. So you have the five cards and then like the, uh, the cover card. Um, so I put all of mine, uh, I put all of theirs in, in that in release order for limited run games. When I open the game, I will put it inside the case. If I keep it sealed, I will put it, um, behind the case. Like I have a retro protector plastic, uh, protector and I just oh. slide it in there. So I keep it together. If it's a collector edition, like a big box one, I right now just have a stack of them on the shelf because I don't really have a place to put you them. You have all your games in retro protectors? I used to, and then I ran out. Because uh, what happens is when I ship stuff to people, I, I ship them in those protectors. And once I run out of my extras, I just start taking them off the shelf and using them to ship out. So I have to talk to Dan and order like like probably like 400 more. But yeah, I try and kept, I try to keep all of them in the protectors and then i just bought too many games too fast that's a good problem to have <laughs> yeah and i love i mean those protectors are perfect because they're purposely made to fit sealed ones or open ones and also ones with uh slip covers so to me i i just love them and you know i love protecting all the games so you know when i can i order a whole bunch and then i just spend a few hours just folding them up and putting them up on the shelf you do anything unique barry uh i do the super rare uh, binders Binder. as well for the super rare games with all um, in in release order as well mm -hmm. and uh, limited run I just use an actual binder nice. I, I did get a couple of the limited run binders but it, just too many cards mm -hmm. <laughs> for those things I just use a standard do you actively collect the cards uh, I'd like to get more into actively collecting it but it's just I feel like I it's mean, very very hard yeah it's it's especially if you want to like I want every one in silver and every one in gold. Uh, and, yeah, I want all the plates and like. Uh, yeah. yeah. I have one plate. Uh, Which games? I 
don't even remember now. It wasn't like a great game, and I'm like, oh yay, thanks. I've been with you guys from the beginning, and this is the plate I get. Uh, You're complaining about getting a plate. I got zero <laughs> plates. <so. laughs> JP's like, I got like eight. I do not. Nine. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> I got him. Safe <laughs> <laughs> oh, wavelength there. <laughs> no, no, no. Ah, you, have, you have more than one. So Barry, I, I did it. <laughs> he changes it. Moving on to another topic. Uh, he's got he's got more than nine. <laughs> Barry, I didn't see your response to this, but we're talking about. Cool hey, he ignores come, you. We gotta know the number, JP. <laughs> <laughs> what's that, what's that number, JP? The number zero. Thank you very much. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. I'm Everyone shocked. thinks I'm so special. I don't. I don't ask for anything. Except for really shipping don't. immediately. Otherwise, he will troll their company. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. So we're talking about cool physical pieces. We talk about shock boxes, manuals today, cards. I yeah. did a poll, or not a yeah. poll. I did a question to the Facebook group and Twitter about. I what answered you, that. Did you answer it? I answered in one of your posts. I saw do you remember answer. what you said? Yes, I do. Great. So my question, and you know what, for anybody listening and that haven't responded, you still can, but I asked, what do you like about uh, collector editions, special editions, limited editions? What do you like to see? What are items that you haven't seen that you want to? What kind of packaging do you like? So Barry, I'm just curious, what's your ideal collector edition? I said, for my answer, honestly, was Steelbook. <laughs> that was my answer. A Steelbook uh, is enough for you to say, that, I'm buying that, the... the, the we, all right. You know, I used to buy every collector's edition out there. Um mm-hmm. I had like all the, and I still do. I need to move them. Um, I have all like the NAS, uh, Vita, and the, the PS4, and the Switch, and I I got all that stuff. Um, and what happened was, I didn't really have the shelf space, and the ones that I did have looked awkward. Mm-hmm. And now they're sitting in a protective box, mm-hmm. and no, they're not being enjoyed. They're sitting in a box, and if my collection was small. It would be one of those, I'd put them up on display, and I've seen some people with some really cool displays. And and without that space, it's it's just wasted. I, mm-hmm. I have no room for it. I, I need, I'd rather have the room. If you said, what is this super cool big collector's edition, would you rather do that, or would you rather fit like an extra 50 games in that spot, or 10 games, or 20 mm-hmm. games? I would rather put more games, um, especially because games keep coming out. And there's right. Plenty. That I, that I don't have from from yesteryear. So I stopped doing collector's editions, and now the only way I bought, buy them is if it has a steelbook or an exclusive cover, because I got my collector's editions, I'll put those out. If it has a soundtrack, I'll keep the soundtrack. Um, but like posters or bonus little tchotchkes or figures or pins or whatever, I I just put back in the box and you know I'll either try to sell it at a, at a con, if we could ever do those again, or, or you know, I've, I've you know, sold some friends of mine for stupid cheap. Um, if it's just an empty box, I've given empty boxes to friends. Um, just like mm-hmm. here, I don't need, I don't need it anymore. Um, so let me ask you something. What, yeah. what do you like about the steel book? Like, what is it that I, I see? I mean, that's probably like the number one thing I've seen. It, it probably goes like steel book, art book, CD. Like those are the three common things that I see that people just want to see. But steel book, I would probably like safe bet to say like, that's the number one item that people like to see. And I'm just curious, like, Firsthand, like, what is it about the steel book that just like makes it a must-have? It's just one of those. Uh, when when you collect a lot of games, uh, 
and I'm not talking necessarily a full set of games, but just a lot of games. Um, like when I, when I really started getting heavier in my collecting, uh, I didn't start with, I'm going to grab every game. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually started with subsets where it would be like, all right, I want every Tomb Raider game or I want every Castlevania game that I didn't have. Uh, and then, then branch, branched off from there. Mm-hmm. And there's always subsets within a greater set. And like uh, Slipcovers is one I love mm-hmm. and Steelbooks I love um, because those are smaller sets, very manageable. Mm-hmm. And, and it's something unique. It's something different and it stands out on the shelf. So if you say, oh, look, here's a thousand games, that's great. But, you know, a thousand games is hard to uh, to really get. But, hey, I've, you know, there was only, you know, 10 Steelbooks released for this system or 12 Steelbooks. That's, a, that's easy to get, like, mm-hmm. in terms of numbers. So it, it's something that it's, it's kind of a fun subset to collect, especially like with the Switch, while collecting a full set. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're also collecting a full subset of something else. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like Inception. It's a collecting a set within a set. <laughs> yep. And, and it, it does. It, it just drives that. Like, oh, I'm trying to get them all. I'm trying to get them all. Um, it's not easy, especially when Nintendo of America hates us. But that's, that's my personal thing. Now, I know other people have their own reasons for it. I know other people hate Steelbooks. And that's perfectly cool. Mm-hmm. And some people have asked me, like, why do you gut collector's editions? Why don't you leave them out there or display them? And besides, besides, the, besides the room thing, I think everybody has their own way of collecting, and everyone's collection is unique and different for that very reason. And mm-hmm. if everyone had the exact same things, it would be boring. Mm-hmm. And, and so for me, that's really what I'm looking for. Like you were talking about physicality. I want for their collector's editions or their deluxe because they're putting a steelbook with every game, and I respect that. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'll go for it. You're not charging me an arm and a leg for it. I like mm-hmm. that. Um, limited run, you know, the, the only ones I get now are those like when it's like just like how you you guys really love the 8-bit retro style Mm -hmm. collector's editions that's cool i grew up 8-bit but i don't need those type of collector's editions because all my nes games are out of box Um, they're they're just putting cartridges because that takes up less room um so for me Uh, that that's not a hook for me you know mm -hmm. i have a few like i have streets of red uh which we did only because that had a different cover which is a, a variant collector but, like, I got from Limited Run, I got, like, the ukulele in the N64. I yep. got that when I was buying all the collector's editions. I, I, a video game con last year, I sold it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there you go. You know, the Shantae, I got the Shantae with the Game Boy box. I sold that, too. Yep. Um, it was just one of those things where I'm not opening it up. I'm not going to sit at I'm not going to display it. I'd rather sell it to somebody else who's going to appreciate it more yep. than I am at this point. That's what I, yeah, that's what I did when it was time for the collector's editions to go. I said, I'm... I took a step back to realize, like, why am I collecting all these big boxes, big items, when really, if the Switch is going to go game busters on games, I need to be able to afford the games. And, you know, four games sometimes cost the equivalent of just one collector edition. And if I'm not utilizing those pieces, or if they're not really drawing me in anymore, that's kind of why I went to standard. But yeah, like you said, like, you see a steelbook, like, that's a must-have for me, Jeffrey, those retro cases, like in any style, like to me, it's just like, I love that because it's just, you know, that throwback. So one question for you with Steelbook, yay or nay, title on the spine. Oh, yay. Oh, yeah. God, yay. I mean, that's, title on the spine regardless. Yeah, it's yeah. Flip covers too, um, hands down. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the whole point of a spine. <laughs> Besides to keep the book together or the two pieces together in this case, it's to display it 
you know, via spine. Now, did you know, though, that with Mother Russia Bleeds, there's going to be alternate covers and it's going to be random? No, and that pisses me off. I thought there was only going to be two, one limited run, one. No, 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 no. So give me one second because I want to make sure I read this right for Barry. Oh, God. (laughs) So today, strictly – sorry. Today, Special Reserve Games sent out their newest update about what's going to be included with the game. Um, So I have it here. Um, So for their version, which is $39.99, it's going to come with that cool, like, black box, felt-type box that they've had. It comes with – a numbered game packaging that they've done, reversible jacket artwork, 32-page instruction booklet. You get a 5 by 7 special reserve art print on like special like metallic uh, print material, which is really cool. You get static clings, a 3-inch embroidered patch, and bonus jacket artwork includes one of four randomly selected variants. Uh, so so it's it's not like sealed. It's like when uh, Retro City Rampage had their collector's edition, how it had like the four extra artworks. Yeah, so you're going to get one of four. You know what? At that case, I'm going to get the one of four, and I'm going to be happy with it. And if I could find the other three at a reasonable price, I'll go for it. But I'm not buying four copies of the game from them. So <laughs> let, me, let me throw this out to you. Since you can't go for that full set, can I just have yours? Because no. I'm going to. And I'm going to. I just said if I could find them at a reasonable price. But Barry, you're not going to. So, with that said. Jeffrey loves these. Oh, we have fun. So, just to let everybody know, Special Reserves Edition is going to be limited to 3,000 copies, $40 a piece. And if it's anything like Hotline Miami Collection, it's going to go fast. Limited Run Games is doing a standard edition. With a variant cover, it's going to be only $30, limited to 2,000 quantities, and it's going to come with the 32-page booklet, the reversible jacket, the it's going to be numbered also, uh, and then you get the game itself. And yeah, I, there's, I think their Hotline Miami collection uh, variant cover, didn't that go in like 14 minutes or something? Yeah. Like 20 minutes? Like it went fast, and I think seconds. this is going to be the same thing. So June 23rd, mark it on your calendar. Uh, 12 p.m. for limited run games variant, 1 p.m. for uh, special reserves. This is Eastern Time, June 23rd. So uh, make sure you have, you're ready for it. Je- Jeffrey, do you, do you remember at the very beginning of this episode where I said, let's not poke the berry this episode? And JP <laughs> replied, no, that was last week. Yeah, um, he lied to you. He lied. <laughs> he lied to me. I was going to forget about it until you mentioned the variant covers. I was like, oh, something just came out today. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, actually, I got that email too. I, I, I saw the one of four. I thought it was a lithograph. But regardless, again. No, they show pictures. They show like a little bit of the picture. And it looks, what it is, is like I guess there's four main characters and you see the back of them like they're standing up and you see the back and like a, one of their arms he's making like a right arm um, but yeah I'm uh, <laughs> I, I'm curious if you're going to have an option to buy them separately or how to go about like if you buy all four do you get all four um, I guess they'll release more details but yeah I love variant covers and you know what it wouldn't surprise me if they did something like took a page from limited run and just sold the covers separately like the best yeah. buy covers I mean, it would be smart to not anger the Barry. See, see Barry, you mentioned things, and then things pop up in my mind. So Creature in the Well, which sold out on IM 8-Bit, is now up at Best Buy. So if you want to pre-order the standard edition without a like a 
inner artwork and like goodies inside the case, you can pre-order the standard of Creature in the Well at Best Buy or Video Games Plus right now for $34.99. Thanks, Barry. Very welcome. All right. I think that's literally everything I could possibly talk about. It was hilarious that I just let JP go completely down the river and he completely forgot to come over to me and ask my opinions on collecting. And he didn't even (laughs) talk about his tweet either. (laughs) Like, like I was just, I was just letting him go. I was literally doing back arches (laughs) on my floor, just listening and enjoying myself, getting a good core workout, like for the last 20 minutes of JP just wandering his mind with ADD. It was great. He forgot about asking us about the manuals too earlier. So it's I forgot that tonight. one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you guys assumed that I liked the retro stuff, and you would assume right, but <laughs> like, well, you're right. Well, I only stated that because yeah. you've mentioned it before. Well, like, well, like my nostalgia though is I was the same with you, where I got rid of the boxes for my NES games, but as I've collected over the last thirty years, like I've continually slowly gotten retro game CIBs for my NES game. So, like, I have Blaster Master. I have um, Smash TV, Star Tropics, Dragon Warrior, Double Dragon 2, like, Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, I've gotten them, and I always had to have the front intact because you get the big artwork. It's also mm-hmm. why I like vinyl records, even though, like, for, for Switch stuff, it doesn't make sense because they're way <laughs> too big. Um, mm-hmm. But I would put them with my vinyl collection. Um, but they wouldn't be with my Switch. But, like, the the big art is what draws me in, especially if they're going retro style. Like, I mean, we mentioned with Curse of the Moon having the original artist from Konami back in the day doing their art for Lemon Run. That's, like, hits me right in the feels. And... That's the kind of stuff that I like. Um, the tchotchkes, like Barry says, unless it's like a, a series that really connects with me, like a Blaster Master with um, you know the figures that Limited Run has, um, unless it's like one of those series, I'm not going to even jump down that river. Um, Blaster Master 0 and, and 1 and 2 might be a, a top... Um, top five for me we'll see because it's a Mm -hmm. it's a really awesome game at least the original because it's a recreation but that's the kind of stuff that connects with me i mean i have like a subset with the east asia stuff minus panty party uh on my wall and like i have stuff like that but i more so display like the random retro boxes Mm -hmm. i like consistency so that's why i have the east asia soft out um I mean, of course, I like my Neo Geo stuff. Of course, I like all the extra cool stuff. Um, art books are cool, but again, like unless it's like a series that really connects with me. Um, but the retro stuff is is really where I go. But more, even more specifically, I like the NES style, of course, mm-hmm. because I grew up. That's when I came to my own as a gamer was the NES. Even though I probably, as a gamer, prefer like Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis, um, mm-hmm. just because you know that's the peak of like pixel art and amazingness and you know also it apparently looks like rolling gunner i don't know how (laughs) that was the one troll comment from jp (laughs) rolling gunner xenoblade oh was it xenoblade oh never mind that's apparently what xenoblade chronicles looks like it's like a super nintendo game that's an amazing (laughs) super nintendo game um <laughs> listeners make us uh, xenoblade chronicles on the super nintendo let's do it there you go. <laughs> see, see what you mentioned about those boxes and stuff like as yeah. a kid i i got an nes late so by then i only had a very few boxes and i would, I would get anytime i can get them boxed i would get them boxed 
mm-hmm. but eventually it just took up more room because I had the boxes separately and I had the games yeah. out because I didn't want to constantly open up the boxes and ruin yeah. them. So I just put them separately and eventually my parents were like, you know, this has taken up a lot of extra room because you have the games here and the boxes here. So they pretty much told me I either throw them out or fold them up. So I folded all my boxes up flat and I put them all in a box and oh, I still have them to this day. Wow. Still cool. flattened out. Um, and, and Super Nintendo, the same thing. Uh, again, flattened out to at least conserve space. So I have them that way. But even now, like just I, I got these like universal clam uh, shell holders to put like printed artwork in there to make it all look nice. I did that with my 64 games. And mm. then I ran out of room and I took my 64 games out. And I'm like, wow, I can... I could fit so many more games if I just have the cartridges here instead of these. And it looked it looked nicer aesthetically, but it's one of those things where it's all about the room. <laughs> so so basically, you're, the way you collect stems from the limitations put on you by your parents. That's pretty interesting. But it's like what you like for your current situation is based on like you kind of do what you had to do as a kid <laughs> yeah. as well. That's really cool. Like, I mean, mine was is that I got rid of the boxes and now I can get them and it, like they look cool. Even though they're all spying out for me on the NES game, but like I can still pick one up and look at it and of course like i don't care if the boxes have patina they don't got to be meant for me when it comes to like nes super nintendo 64 boxes they just have i have to be able to see the entire front and that's it so like my Mega Man 2 box on the side one of the sides is missing the entire side um but i got the box for like two bucks or something and the whole Mm -hmm. front's intact i put it in a video game box protector it has the box form it looks great you can see that ugly art that (laughs) that is on the front cover um but it's also a piece of capcom history yeah so like that's what i really like i like and i mean being the author and all that crap um like and it's crap because we got we got trashed on comments about that i have to mention almost every episode you're never gonna gonna forget that oh oh, yeah i I tell you barry i did it on your dare once and he still talks about it what what making that comment i did not dare you anything i'm sorry (laughs) ah barry's backpedaling now um i'm innocent to make sure that that jp wins because he always wins i'm kidding i'm kidding (laughs) but anyways um but i like the history behind stuff i mean that's what i write about anyways so yeah. All right. So, factor. I think people have stayed with us long enough tonight, <laughs> or tomorrow JP's during the day. No. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to move on to our core topic of the uh, episode. All right. What's the uh, where? What's the... Where can you find us? So, can... Jeffrey. Uh, we can find us. Uh, you can find JP stalking outside Barry's house waiting for boxes to get delivered. And he's sniping them up where nobody can see him. Ski um, sniper. <laughs> so <laughs> this podcast is available at HagensAlley.com as well as all of my available books. Switch Collector Volume 1 should be available soon as soon as it clears customs. Apparently it's just sitting there with the rest of Barry's packages. Um, and you can find me on Facebook and the Twitter at Hagen's Alley and on Instagram at Hagen's Alley Books. Barry? You could find me on Twitter at Hawk Hellfire. You could find me on Facebook and on YouTube at Nintendo Fuse. 
JP, when you're not outside of my house talking to me, where can That's we find never. you? <laughs> you can find me at jpswitchmania.com where we have reviews and my weekly release post of all the games coming out and whatnot. Uh, also on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Just type in JP Switchmania. You'll probably see me. Uh, also, as always on Twitter, I run giveaways. Uh, there's one ending probably before you listen to this, but I'll let you know what it was. So in case you missed it, you know the follow next time. I teamed up for the first time with Future Press to give away the Animal Crossing official companion guide. So that ends tonight. So we'll pick a winner. But when you listen to this, just know that there's actually two giveaways that are still going on. Uh, one is with PM Studios. We're giving away a copy of Demo and Hover. So you can pick one. You just comment on which one you want, and I'll pick two winners open worldwide and then also i'm giving away a copy of finding teddy 2 the vgny soft north american cover and out of 1500 they are numbered and i'm giving away number one so if you want to own the very first cover out of 1500 for that you can uh just enter the giveaway so uh that are that's the giveaways but what's really cool is you can actually find me tomorrow on a new podcast. I am a guest for the very mm. first time. I got invited. I'm going to give you the name of the podcast. They're on YouTube, so you can give them a follow. It's called Infrequent Jog Podcast. So oh. it's my first time ever on a being a, one, being a guest on a podcast, and two, a video podcast. So that should be really interesting. Oh, did you actually cut your hair? Oh, yeah. I have a, <laughs> yeah, I have, a, I have short hair now. I'll probably shave, and I'm going to uh -oh. try and set up my uh, makeshift table so the Switch collection is behind me because uh -oh. uh, that just makes sense to have it. But I'm going to be on there. We're going to talk about uh, limited companies. You know, all my brand JP, have stuff. the Switch collector volume one sitting behind you. Oh, it's not going to be sitting behind me. It's going to be right next to me standing yeah, up. Yeah, with you. Know. you. <laughs> oh, I'll have that. So we'll, we'll talk about uh, Switchopedia.com. We'll talk about Switchmania Playcast, all oh, the limited yeah. companies collecting physically, all the stuff that literally I love to talk about. I get to do it with... Uh, with two great guys. So I'm looking forward to that. So I hope you check it out. And yeah, that's where you can find me. So that's with two great guys, unlike tonight. See you guys. <laughs> and we will see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Wow.